Hey everybody, welcome to episode 107 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben BT. How are you doing today? Hello, doing very good, thank you. Happy New Year, and uh, yeah. to celebrate the New Year, we've also dragged on, and this time, he has a face. We've got the voice, the background voice of the Bonehead Podcast. We've got Miltonio Banderas. How you doing, Milton? Doing great, thanks, Ben. It's good to be here. Good, good, good. It's nice to have you. Thank you very much. Right, lads, how was your New Year and Christmas? Excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah, good. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, it was just really nice to relax. I think I've, I really needed that. I don't know. I feel, it's feel, it felt like it'd been ages since I had a proper holiday and then I just did absolutely nothing and just got sat on the sofa, got wasted in New Year. It's me and Alison. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, yeah. You mean Alison got wasted in a way that didn't mean you had to go pick her up at 2am before a tournament? No. We didn't move from the sofa. We fell asleep <laughs> on the sofa and everything was fine. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Mil, was yours all right? I know you were poorly for a little bit. Oh, uh, no, we were actually okay. So we were poorly before it and then like we just like avoided people for like the week beforehand <laughs> and then we were good. And yeah, we had a really good time actually. Yeah, lots of family stuff going on. I also got wasted, but not intentionally, as oh, you both know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was excellent um yeah but no we had a really good time really good new year um so yeah and yeah the little one loved love christmas so that was oh, really good that must be getting so good now yeah oh yeah although absolutely devastating so uh <laughs> so funny. we got all these baby shark toys this is a complete tangent we got these baby shark toys <laughs> we couldn't get daddy shark we could only get mummy shark and baby shark and she like opened it up and she just went Where's Daddy Shark? Oh. Just spend the next hour just doing that. Oh, <laughs> that's brutal. I know. Sorry, I, I didn't realise Baby Shark had, like, familial law. I didn't realise oh, yeah. it goes it's beyond like the baby. Now. Yeah. It's like Peppa Pig, but sharks. Oh, no, it's a big thing now. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. I have to brush up on that. Um, Do you know, my Baby yeah. Shark knowledge is limited to the heavy metal cover version, which <laughs> uh, I jokingly played for Tiff on our very first holiday actually and it became like you know how like sometimes you go on holiday and there is a song or a game and it becomes the soundtrack of that holiday oh god yeah the the metal the heavy metal version of baby shark was the soundtrack to our first holiday Uh, wow yeah nice so that's a bit of a headworm isn't it yeah (laughs) yeah it's not gonna be four years later uh that and the heavy metal version of kk slider like one of the kk slider songs (laughs) nice Dude, it's so good. It's like this little loop video on YouTube. When I get really angry, I just put it on. It's just like little squeakoids just moshing out to uh, a heavy metal version of KK Slider. It makes me so happy. It's brilliant. I like it. But anyway, yes, it is the new year. 2022 is done. And um, we've kind of... We we had a lot of Blood Bowl stuff last year. and, And to that point... We kind of got a bit of a special episode here. So, BT, what are we talking about on 107? We're going to be talking about the match play guide that got just, like, released randomly um, at the start of the year. And uh, But we're also going to be talking about the Bonies, the Bonehead Awards. Um, you know, best and worst things of the year, I guess. Maybe <laughs> not worst things, but possibly. Oh, maybe we should have put that in. 
Maybe we should. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sure there's some crossover. <laughs> the uh, the Bonies came about because I think a couple of years ago, Ian Wahanam Hanam jokingly suggested we should do it. So we did it once, and Ben suggested Punga for every topic. Then we did it again last year, and Ben suggested the exact same Punga teams for the, the winners. Uh, so this year... Spoilers, it's not much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this year we did something a little bit different and actually put out a uh, very boring-looking Google Sheet, uh, which hundreds of people uh, filled out the information for, which is awesome. So I got to sit there and have breakfast with Tiff this morning while playing with data points to get it all together. In fact, she was really good. She, she actually brought me a bagel because she was like, I know what you're like. Like, you're not going to eat. Uh, you're just not going to eat. Then you're going to go to employment and then you're going to come home and you're going to forget to eat all day. So it was like, oh, thank you. I genuinely would have done as well. So, yes. So I got to eat a raisin bagel with peanut butter on for breakfast this morning while going through oh, the good. data points. Oh, yes. Cinnamon raisin bagel. Good. So good. Have you had it with um, cucumber? Sounds barbaric. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. A bagel good. with Hang peanut on. butter and cucumber is peanut incredible. Butter and cucumber. Yeah, you get oh, the sort no. of like slightly yeah. sweet and salty. It's good. It's pat- gen- pate, genuinely. Pate and cucumber is like a staple in my life. As on wow. toast, is fantastic. I've not tried peanut butter. PB and C. Yeah, the PB and C man. Yeah, you've never done celery and peanut butter because you can kind of use it as a scoop. Oh yeah, that's on a log. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Similar. Yeah. There we go. All things Blood Bowl and peanut butter. Right, let's bounce to news. Carry on talking with that. Bill has just talked about his eBay success tracking down Daddy Shark. Uh, and, and, And you mentioned that the make offer bit on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I did. I did find Daddy Shark, and someone sent me a make offer on it. I just lowballed the hell out of them, and they accepted it. So I did get Daddy Shark in the end. We did get there. Do you do you ne- do you ever do that? Do you ever like get an idea in your head, or like it's late, it's the middle of the night, you can't sleep, or whatever, and you've got like the hobby idea, and then you just go onto eBay and like chuck in a load of really bad offers just to see if someone will click yes. Ben, this is why I have four griffs and three <laughs> barracks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well excited for your conversion project for one of them, but we'll talk about that in hobby because I think that's that's genius. But yes, no, I did this. Um, I did this with uh, knights, imperial knights of 40k. I just like oh, I really want a knight, but I don't want to pay. What are they, Ben? Like 110 quid or something? Yeah, yeah, 100, yeah. 200. Uh, so I was like, ah, so I just went and make up, like make an offer, and I just chucked fifty quid for like four or five of them. And I was like, one of them will come back, um, and I had this 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 horrible moment because I didn't apply the sleep test, and then just like I forgot all about it. And then two days later, I looked at my eBay, and I was like, oh no, what, what if they all say yes? Uh, oh luckily, I was too cheap, and none of them did. But I was just kind of stuck there at this this moment of being like, "Oh, first of all, what am I going to do with five knights? And secondly, that's that's two hundred and fifty pound." Uh, and then Saxby sold me his, so Ooh, and, it's, and it's sat in the box in the shed ever since. So that's going to Craig for his knight army, I think. Wow, <laughs> nice! I did what you you did, Milton. I looked at the big pile of um, opportunity and oh. thought, ah, I need to do this and or give this away. So that is why when we went to record it in Toyment, Ben got a box of stuff, Trip's got a box of stuff, and I think Milton... Oh, it's amazing. You've got a box of stuff down there. Right? That was actually like my <laughs> Christmas present under the tree thing. Yeah, that was so ah, good. Cool little bonehead loot bag. Anyway, it's Blood Bowl time, and um, we are going to talk about some news. There's not too much to cover even though it feels like there's been actually quite a lot going on in the Blood Bowl world over the last kind of month. 
um and we kind of skipped an episode for christmas because it was christmas so uh first of all we do have to say a massive thank you to everyone out there who likes subscribes supports the channel by being a youtube member or a patreon uh, or supports us by getting stuff through our shop as well and it's just awesome it allows us to do a whole load of cool fun stuff for blood bowl so we massively appreciate all of you but we've got milton on to extraordinaire and i think it would be only fair to say that we've got beachhead coming up very 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 soon so if you go to the bonehead podcast as we're recording today on wednesday we've got 30 days and 12 hours till the tournament which means milton as this podcast goes out we've got oh it goes out on the two saturday weeks. two weeks till rosters are due in now mm-hmm. everything everything is viable all the new star players from the almanac are viable you've got a norse team you've got amazon team it's all good to go. We've also got the Fenbeast star player. And after several months of chasing up the NAF, they've they've approved all our tournaments, which was nice. Uh, I know some people were getting a bit edgy about that, um, which is good, given that we kind of sent a prompt email in September for Bonehead Bowl. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a case of, hey, we submitted this six months in advance. The rules pack is basically the same as it's been for the last two years. Uh, let's let's approve that, please. And eventually, without word, it was approved. So we're all good to go for that. But yeah, two weeks to go for, for the rosters. Milton, have you had a few in already? Yeah, we've had quite a few in already. Yes. Oh, I've got to say, the, the, the sevens, I'm certainly excited about. We've had some cool sevens rosters in. So... Uh... Looking forward to seeing how they play out. Do we need to start allowing the giant in sevens as well? That would be so much fun. Like a solo giant yeah, like boss fight. Giant. <laughs> like how much giants. are the giants? Are they 300 now or 350? 350, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that gives you 250. What can you buy? What can you buy seven of for 250? 30k. Snotling. Halflings, snotlings, and noblars. Noblars, yeah. Snorlings yeah. would That's be okay, because okay, you could take you a couple what? of the positionals. Yeah, you have like your silky touchy score stuff. Dude, a flinger or two. Yeah. A couple of flingers. Like, how many squares wide is the sevens pitch? Uh, one, two, nine. Eleven, okay. eleven, eleven. I forgot the other side. Yeah, it, it's okay. it's yeah, not it's, it's not a massive footprint. I don't know. I think Snotlings yeah. with a giant in sevens would be yeah, really interesting. Because yeah. you got swarming okay. as well. So you'd be mm. running like nine dudes on a pitch. One of them could be a fungus flinger and the other is a giant. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, well, it's not viable in sevens, but it is viable in elevens. And we always love to see a giant. Um, and I'm hoping we're going to see a bunch of Fen Beasts on both days as well. Who is Odd Man in for the tournament this time around? Whose turn is it? Well, you're going to do sevens. I'm going to do sevens. Yeah. I'm super uh, excited about. I don't know if we've have you decided that. We I'm haven't. Happy to do it. I love playing, so, so I'm happy to go. Yeah. But you do the paperwork pretty handily, Milton. So we'll see. I guess we'll just rock up on the day. We might end up taking it in turns. Who knows? Well, yeah. if you're going to rock up Can on do. the day, make sure that the roster is submitted. In two weeks' time, please. <laughs> no, I like to give Milton the sweats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the group Beating your door out. down at like six o'clock in the morning Bring on the day. Your of the roster, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, the worst I did was I think when, when Saxby and I went up to play in Birmingham, we played one of the Stunty Cups and we didn't realize this was like one of our first ever tournaments. We didn't realize you had to send your rosters in beforehand. So I just got a message from Sean, the guy running it, like Friday night saying, um, 
Have you you got could you send your roster in? Didn't see it till Saturday, so I sent in my roster minutes before leaving the house on the day of the tournament. Uh, th- that was like my very first tournament, and um, well, we had a little polite chat, and uh, yeah, he was kind of like, just, yeah, it was quite entertaining. I, I do not, I do not like the, the idea of that. I think that's probably stuck in my mind as being like, this is why we want rosters in early. Let's check it out. Let's go forward. Um, <laughs> I ran a wicked skink stunty roster with. Uh, Slibly, Slibly, Slib, Slibly, the guy with guard, the 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 Saurus oh, guard. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the yeah. old edition. That was wicked. That was a great roster. Um, and actually, the match play guide does have a bit about stunty cups in there and how you can yeah, use lizards, which I did quite like. Look at that. Anyway, Beachhead is coming up in thirty days. We won't be streaming this one. Uh, just internet and the location. We're not ready for that. But uh, so we'll be playing instead. So it sounds like BT might be running Odd Man in on the Saturday and I'll be definitely running Odd Man in on the Sunday. It's going to be, I don't know, might put a vote up and get people to choose what team I'm going to run. Oh, or, or I'll just run Skaven, um, which will yeah. be fine. Skaven, <laughs> Skaven or Underworld. But yeah, so that's it for Bonehead News at the moment. And we've got a few Blood Bowl bits. First of all, Bryce the Slice. Do you remember that mm. we were missing Bryce the Slice? Yeah. I was convinced he was out. I remember this. He was like, he's not out? I swear he was out. Mm. So I was thinking the other undead dwarf. Not dwarf. The other undead guy who is a dwarf. Scroll. Flames. Yeah. I think it's because he has flames on his armor. That's why I was getting like, cool, like, oh, it's the flaming undead guy. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 What, what, so uh, the, the, the model for Bryce the Slice has been revealed. He's this skeleton uh, chainsaw guy who's ghost rider, but instead of a bike, he has a chainsaw, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the model? It's Milton very busy. Is, Milton is shaking his head there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, don't uh, like, I love the artwork. Actually, Bryce is uh, the the artwork. I, I think it. I don't know whether the 2020 artwork is the same as the 2016 artwork. But when they when he came out in in 20, in the 2016 edition, the artwork was like one of my favorite favorite uh, bubble star player art. And I just don't feel like the mini really captures that particularly. I don't dislike it enormously. I mean, it's it's fine, and it obviously it fits in with the aesthetic of the un, undead team. You know, it's got that same sort of armor and everything. But uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think I think the flames are just weirdly positioned, like they're uh, too obscuring the model, aren't they? It's tough. It kind of the the flames are almost too thick, and I don't know. It could, yeah. it could just be the paint job that they've given. Um, I actually think the paint job. I think right. There's a couple of things I really do like about it. I like the the the, the chest, like the middle of the chainsaw being made out of a rib cage and a spine. I think that's awesome. That's cool. And the paint job is really good. Like the armor's yeah. beautiful. The chipping on the metal on the chainsaw is really nice. But the the green stuff just kind of makes it look. Uh, well, it just looks like flubber. It looks like if flubber was a chainsaw wielder in Blood Bowl. This is what you'd get. Uh, I mean, Flubber's a great film. That makes me sad because it makes me think. Uh, yeah, Flubber is a great film. I've not watched that in a long time. <laughs> I haven't even That's thought like about it in a long time until just they've 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 used Flubber to animate this um, skeleton with a chainsaw. It's cool. I mean, Bryce um, falls into the trap. I think of like Rumbelo and and all that. Where if if you wanted a model for him, you've already found one. Uh, from mm. yeah, I mean, Punga do a great one. I think Grebo might do one. Uh, I know that Brute Fun does a great one. So it's kind of like if you yeah. if you wanted a chainsaw skeleton, you found one or kit bashed one by now. So uh, it, it's it's tough, but I mean, 
this is from Spike Eleven. So that was 2020. So this is this has taken over two years to land. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's 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 like the only one left, isn't he? Um, he is the oldest gap missing. Then yeah. the next one is Grashnak from uh from 13. Grashnak Black. Grashnak had a model. And that's brute fun. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good old Brutey. It does a really good job of this. And people are like, I thought the model was out for that. Everyone uses yeah, it. Like, right. No, no, That'd no. Be why, then. No, that's just brute fun. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I think, I think, like you're saying, he's, he's. Well, I don't think I've en- ever seen anyone use Bryce. Oh, I got him. He used uh, against. Right, let me try that again as a complete sentence with words. Uh, I played against Adam Pike in the Entoyment League. Is running Necro and he ran Bryce a slice and with his special ability that allows him to blitz at plus four for one one per half I think or one per game uh, immediately took out my brand new shiny Rat Ogre like literally oh, opening wow. play of the game he just ransacked in there uh, yeah plus four to armor rolls when making a chainsaw action as part of a blitz and I was just wandered in there plus four to the die roll and nuked my uh my roger so he's he's pretty good i mean i mean chainsaws are pretty good yeah they can be fortunately then he was gone so and that was it for the game which is a really tough thing they're just like a better wizard really aren't they yeah Potentially. he's a cool mini he's a cool mini and like uh, it'd be nice to see see him like like the actual physical model oh cut. i think you're right i think like if you if you could change the paint job up a bit on that like maybe <laughs> tone down the green or do blue flames or something yeah i was gonna say nihilac ox like what i can do for you is is, is pre-order it when it's released build it and then never have it ever paint it so I, I can at least get you i can get you a look at that along yeah. with all those star players up there um i found gretchen unpainted in a box while i tidied up the shed last week i was like oh cool yeah never ever ever gonna use that model anyway bryce has been spoiled uh hasn't been released yet but what has been released in the last week are Two models that a lot of people thought were already out as well because of brute fun, and that is Scrapper and Nobler, the two Goblin Star players. Uh, I don't think we've talked about these models on the pod, have we? Uh, I think we did. We touch on them because I think we touched on Scrapper in the last one. Uh, yeah, they were spoiled in the back of the um, back of the almanac. Yeah, it was when we did the uh, the Entoyment pod, the live one. We did oh, touch yes. on them briefly. Did. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and we were basically saying how, you know, you can get better models for cheaper from Rupert. <laughs> yeah, this is a really tough one. I actually, uh, I really like the Nobler sculpt that they've done. I think it's, it looks properly like 4th edition Warhammer because he's got the chainmail and he's got the little belt buckle with the skull on. Uh, like, I love that model. Um, Scrap- Color scheme as well. Is, <sighs> yeah, so good. Proper. Scrapper, great model, but really, like, really replaceable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's goblin on the stick. It's yeah, exactly. Goblin on the stick. Yeah. And, and again, I really like the the brute film ones. The brute film ones are just awesome. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I've got I these pre ordered. So I think we'll, you'll we'll you'll buy them if you want to like buy into the aesthetic of the Games Workshop team. So I think that's where the Forge World ones work really well. Is if you've like got the Goblin team and you want to kind of blend them in really easily. Well, I feel like with these two in particular, they aren't really that goblin aesthetic. Like these two are so unique. He's really unique, different. isn't he? This guy, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I think Scrapper is quite. Well, he's got no armor compared to the Games Workshop one. Oh, that's true. That's true. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. I think I feel like you can use anything, mm. and it's just as appropriate. 
Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm always a little bit biased towards Forge World because it's like these models are great. I just wish they weren't so expensive for what yeah, they are. Um, Five hundred pounds and yeah, I think that's always why I have a little bit of cynicism towards the Forge World releases. But you know, the models objectively are, you know, in effect, very nice. Um, they, I do like them a lot. Yeah, they're 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 good fun. They're good fun sculpts. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna go see if we've got the Goblin Star players. First of all, to see how much they are. Oh, interesting. Forge World's got all the plastic teams as well, which is quite yeah. useful. Wow, the troll is twenty pounds. Wow, the tree man's twenty pounds. Why are they more expensive? I don't think they are. I think that's how much they are now. Oh, so I'm on the Forge World website. Where are the goblin dudes? Have they stopped doing them? Goblins are just on the left there, aren't they? Oh no, no, no! I don't want the. Oh, the I'm on the Games oh, Workshop website. Yeah, that's annoying. I went to Forge World. How? Oh, it opens up into a new window if you click Blood Bowl. All right, that's that's incredibly useful. Here we go. There you go. Uh, that Croxagore's good. Uh, do, 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 do. I just thought it might be worth looking at those goblins. So the goblin contraptions. I want. I've, I've never really looked at the Pogo Goblin from this set. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Scrapper's oh. much better than that guy. Yeah. How much is a full goblin team if you're going to go? <laughs> It was quite funny doing the top five teams of like the top five most expensive teams or something like that. And I think Sam Garner did the maths on the goblin team, didn't he? He was like, so you need a box of goblins, then you need two trolls. So how much is a team? Like 30 quid, then two trolls, that's 40 quid. Uh, then uh, 50 quid's worth of uh, special weapons. So it's, it's well over £100 if you want to get a Games Workshop team. Yeah, and chances are if you're going to a tournament with them, you're probably going to be running a star or two, aren't you? You've you you can't not really i think um yeah interesting one anyway those guys are released and then uh did we have another bit of news we did the match play guide came out but i guess we should hold fire and have a chat about that but i wasn't expecting the match play guide i mean i i, I read a thing that said it was coming but wasn't really wasn't really fast uh, but kickstarter wise there's nothing else going on which is kind of nice at the moment. Like everyone needs. We're arriving. Like this is like the season for Kickstarter arrivals. I've had two deliveries this week from Kickstarter. I've had a friend who got two more games this week. I don't know what's going on. So, I mean, in terms of Blood Bowl, yeah, it's a bit fine. But in terms of Kickstarter in the tabletop scene, that's January's the time. Wonderful news. Um, yeah, I'm also. I think is thing is with Kickstarter, Ben, you're the biggest proponent of this i can think of it's kind of fire and forget with kickstarter 100%. Uh, oh yeah gotcha i don't even the javelin know of the javelin missile of <laughs> hobby spending yeah i don't even know what i'm waiting for anymore no, there's just gonna be yeah no me neither then it just shows up you get the shipping notification you're just like oh that's I arriving i forgot i ordered that yeah yeah uh yeah great i love a it. bunch of stuff coming anyway in blah my neck goodbye telephone It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, Blood Bowl news. That basically wraps it up. So we are going to have a quick chat about hobby and we can find out just what's been delivered to Ben's house. Okay, so hobby, games, what you've been building, what you've been buying, what's occurring? Bill's been building. Milton has I've been, been building a lot. Building some <laughs> serious stuff. Well, I had to take quiet reflection on... <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to call it a problem, 
what did you call it earlier? Your your pile of um, opportunity. It's opportunity to put a, put a positive spin on it. Yeah. Um, so my, I don't want to call it a New Year's resolution either. It's 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 just a resolution that I'm not allowed to buy any minis until I've built everything I've got and I've painted at least three teams. So. I've got a lot of Blood Bowl unbuilt. I've built, what have I built? Tree Man, Kurnoff Tree Man, Chaos Warriors, Corn Bloodseekers, Halflings, Wood Elves, Half an Inquisitor, a Space Marine, some Amazons. Still got to build <laughs> two sets of Black Orcs, a set of Orcs, some Orc Star Players. Why two sets of Black Orcs? You know what we were talking about eBay earlier? <laughs> Someone was selling the Black Orc sprue and there was like one goblin missing off it or something and it was like five quid and I was like, I'm having this. Like... <laughs> despite already having an unbuilt Black Orc. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Despite already having an, a, like one unbuilt there. Um, what else is there? It's only oh, a I've good deal pack. if you need it, Milton. It's only a good deal if you need it. <laughs> but when the value is so good, it's just kind of like... <laughs> I actually have a, a an unbuilt on sprue nobility team just like on the red plastic somewhere in the cupboard oh. as well. Um. I'm I'm sure I had plans at the time. I'm sure there was some project that kind of popped into my mind. I was I like, the, game, the Games Workshop Black Orc team is is brilliant, and those Black Orcs are just, just gagging to be 40k eyes as well. Yeah, um, I mean, like they're probably the go. Like some of them will go into my College of Metal, and then I'll like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe use some as like proxy biggins or something. Yeah. And then what else? What else have I got? I've got yeah, a couple of um, rock gut trogoths. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the best need to be built. The best of the Games Workshop trolls by far. And then I've been painting my fen beast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's been fun. And then tournament prep. So I've started tournament prep. That. So yeah. that's been good. Kind of had a bit of a rundown, shakedown of the uh, roster builder. Yeah, it's oh, dude, good. you did a ton of work for that. I massively appreciate it. I think that's been about it for me for hobby. Well, given that we're only 11 days into the new year, that's that's not bad, dude. I have been pretty productive. Yeah, I'm that's pretty awesome. happy with it. I've got to keep that momentum. Whoa. Yeah, I, yes, I think just, yeah, doing stuff is a remarkably wonderful feeling. <laughs> which i've found recently anyway ben is currently painting we can see he's painting and we know that necrons. he's not painting necrons yeah it's done <laughs> that was delivered over the christmas period it felt amazing they're out i'm free and i've been painting i've been enjoying it man i've been really enjoying it i've painted most of this which is a oh. walk wall boss on bike from rtlw he's nearly Very done cool. Um, yeah, just need to highlight him. Uh, doing Crusaders and Friends, he's my leader. Um, I've painted a Chaos Dwarf team, or that's currently what I'm finishing off now with the bases. Ah, that's what you're working on. Oh, really? Um, yeah, for League, because that starts on Tuesday. Very exciting. And also for some super secret future thing. Um, and yeah, what else have I painted? Oh, Frosthaven. I've painted a couple of starters from Frosthaven, because that, that was one of the Already? Kickstarters that arrived. Yeah, it's me and Alison are going to crush that. We're painting uh, our. It's one of our two characters. Uh, no, sorry, two of the characters. But 
yeah, one of them's like two, but yeah, whatever. Because you guys um, absolutely loved Gloomhaven, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I never finished it because we're always playing it with friends and it's really hard to just... The game is long, really long. So with Frosthaven, we are um, going to uh, just power through as like two, as just a pair, and do it like twice a week or something and just try and like blitz it. Um, yeah, got my name in the back of the book from playtesting, I know, too, which that's really so nice. Good. That was yeah. so cool to see. <laughs> yeah, um, so that was really fun. Yeah, hobby's really good. Oh, and I'm going to a tournament next month. I haven't told the guys about this because I only agreed to do it a month, uh, about an hour ago. Ooh. Um, so Dice in Portsmouth are hosting a tournament at the uh, Guildhall. It's at the um, Guildhall Games Fest um, in Portsmouth on the 4th of February. It's week before Beachhead. Oh, amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a Blood Bowl tournament there. And there's currently 90 tickets left. So if you listen to this, <laughs> and there's tickets left. Um, yeah, there's, that's going. And I'll be there. Um, I haven't read the other guys in just yet, but I'll try. Yeah, I, I saw that posted earlier. Yeah. I'm not sure I can swing the, the two weeks, but <laughs> it was really tempting. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> It's like it's, it's actually quite a short journey for me. It's just like sit on the ferry and then I'm there, pretty much parked think, up outside. I right? Think, I think that's Tiff's weekend in. Actually, I think that's Tiff's weekend working. So if it's a one day, I could probably swing across one day, to. Yeah, yeah. that's the one day. Eleven hundred TV, four tiers. Um, four split, tiers. Wow. They split tier two. Yep, there's one skill difference between the two. There's, I think it's seven, six, five, four in terms of. Wow. Steep. So, to one. so, so who's dropping down? Like Nurgle? Uh, oh, I could tell you. Um, <laughs> let's go. I think I'm going to run the new Chaos Dwarves, though. Going to swing out yes. all the new oh, Hack from um, Chaos Dwarves for Ben there. Yeah, try some super cheesy roster that I would never <laughs> take to our own tournament. Um, yeah, so tier one is Amazon, Chaos Dwarf, Dark Elf, Dwarf, High Elf, Lizardman, Norse, Undead, Scape, and Underworld, Wood Elf. It's a normal tier one. Then tier two, uh, Black Orc, Elven Union, Human, Imperial Nobility, Necromantic, Orc, Vampire, and Slan. Tier okay. three, interesting, Snotlings, Doom Kings, Nurgle, wow. Corn, Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegade, Old World Alliance, tier four, Goblins, Halflings, Ogres. They've boosted Snotlings Ooh. up to tier three and dropped Tomb King, Nurgle, Corn, Chaos, Chaos, and OWA. Is there, is looking... is there star player attacks? Uh, let me see. Doesn't look like... Oh, yeah, no. Loses two skill points per star induced. Okay. Now, you see, you can't boost up Snotlings and take away... Like, there's no point. Snotlings are only good because of star player access. Yeah. That's unwise, in my opinion. That that just makes Snotlings garbage tier. Um, but it does... Yeah. So, tier four get 11 skill points. Oh, my God. Tier three get eight. Tier two get seven. Tier one gets six. Wow, right. this might be a tier one tournament. What's the TV, Ben? 1200 as well? Uh, 1100. 1100? Okay, Ooh. so low TV with extra skills. I mean, oh, hang on. No, so skill points. So it's not skills. The so skill points primary is costing one, secondary is costing two. Oh, yeah, match play. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll go into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Uh, it will be interesting. But I do think tier one have quite an advantage here. So yeah. what's that like? Three three weeks away. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, February is like right there. 
Yeah. Um, ben, I want to read you a comment from the uh, from the comments bit of the the bony submissions uh, because it is the bit that is uh, best bonehead podcast episode slash highlight it's my favorite bit every time blood type thinks he's finished painting necrons and then paints more necrons so i think it's just a good shout out to adam for that one um shout out to the idle games club in Paynton, south devon um and that's adam and i thought that was just awesome that you have actually so finished necrons ben i this week he said yeah he emailed saying just like yes, i've got some more necrons I just had to be like, no, 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 no. enough is enough, enough is it, enough. They, they dropped that video, didn't they, for um, Nexus Pariah, and I was like, is this like a new Necron box set? <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you brewing up the Chaos Dwarves and being able to take them out to tournament, I think, is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. That must be really lovely after spending like two years painting something uh, that wasn't yours. Liberating. Yeah, liberating. <laughs> it's not like, I, to be fair, it's not like I didn't enjoy it. I always did enjoy it. But it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like I, I, I've spent a long time just like having obligations yeah. to do everything because I'm one of these people that if I don't have a deadline, I won't do it. So I like making deadlines for myself because then I get a lot of stuff done. Um, but yeah, I've kind of just I've I've wiped the slate clean of like every obligation I had, and now I don't have to do anything. And um, apart from this, like if I don't come to this, Ben, like you know, breaks my legs. But um, yeah, like I don't know, it just feels really good. It feels really good. So yeah, oh, positive awesome. hobby positivity right now. Um, so hobby for me, I actually got a couple of games of Blood Bowl in in the last twenty four hours, which is pretty nice. I got to see Craig. Craig came to club. This was like in one of those sci-fis or like fantasy shows where like a character from one of the first seasons like shows up and you're like oh my god they're back it's amazing it's just like a cameo uh and it's just it's so cool uh, so i got to play um you got to play a nice game of blood bowl yesterday against craig now i thought he was bringing norse so i, I was like right well i'll run the skaven because skaven versus norse i don't think is a great matchup and, and uh and craig busted out some beautifully painted second edition elves and i was like ah oh, I feel bad for bringing Skaven now. So Elven Union, one million, and um, yeah, it was it was great to sit down and play some Blood Bowl with him again. It was one of his first games back into the game, um, and Gutters are just just oppressive. And uh, and his last by the sounds. No, 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 no. It was it was a it was a chill out coaching game. Um, okay. I was like, yeah, cool, you could do that, but if you push him this way instead, you can swing around and lock him in place. And then I blitzed him with a gutter runner, and the ball came out, and I picked up and scored a third touchdown. So it was a it was a cheeky three three one. He got uh, a touchdown at the end of the night, and it was just cool to see him. It was cool to see everyone at club as well. Um, the club was busy yesterday. I had to park down the road. Like there was one, two, wow, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, seven or eight games of Blood Bowl and stuff going on. Um, considering the league hasn't started yet, well, I was everyone's, just everyone's yeah. brewing up, ready for the first week yeah. of league next week. So that's pretty cool. And talking of league, uh, I had a game against Jack at the Entoyment League. Uh, we had a Christmas. We had a game matched. Uh, the game booked in before Christmas, uh, but Jack was poorly, so um, we had to delay and. This was round four, and it was against Nobility, and um, it was really cool. It was really good fun. A lovely guy. Turns out he also works for JLP, so that was quite cool. So, nice. yeah, no. Uh, and um, 
started off, he good weather, nice fan factor. He had about 120k, so he took an extra reroll because it's nobility, and you guys know what nobility like. They they are a slow brew team, so he took his third reroll. And then uh, elected to receive, so I kicked the ball to him, and he played good offense. I put pressure on, and he scored after turn two, so went down. 1-0 then I got the ball back and then went down and scored in a couple of turns and then it got scaveny um and uh the I kicked back to him after scoring and I think this is the it was either this one or the third touchdown I scored uh the scatter was like six to four and just went flipping right along uh to one square away from the front line Landed on one of his guys who failed to catch it, so it bounced into the tackle zone of my rat ogre who was deployed on the line, and like what and buzz justice. Uh, so he then tried to pick up the ball, failed because of the tackle zones, and then we scooped it up and took it in for for our second touchdown. And then I can't remember what happened. I think I might have been the third or the, I don't know. Uh, but then picked up the ball and scored at the end of the first half. So it went into the end. They went into the second half three one up, uh, but I'd lost a couple of guys. So I was starting to run out of Skaven. Uh, so I received on the second half, thinking, right, cool, might be able to might be able to score four here. This would be this would be pretty cool. Um blitzed up the right hand side. Uh Jack had done a really good job adjusting his deployment for, for defense um, and was able to scoop round and put an end cap on my kind of side screen. And it was just kind of like a couple of fluffed rolls and some good placement by him and it just led to sadly two of my gutters including the ball carrier being surfed off the board oh, um, surf that did it. yeah because it was like right that's fine we can move this guy around i bring him up two die blitz or something like that and it was just like skull skull or something and it kind of uh emptied the resilience there they got caught and they got pushed and they got surfed and i got a miss next game on one of the guys uh, a niggling injury on another guy. Um, yeah, it took a couple Yeah, that's going to be tough for your next game, isn't it? Nah, it'll be fine. It's just two gutters, right? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I've got a plan. Oh, it's fine. Got a plan. Oh, okay. So my star thrower, who on the ball and accurate, is just fantastic little combination. Um, I have a different theory now, though, with, with Skaven throwers. And I think I'm going to try this in my next season with, with Skaven. Uh, Skaven aren't in BB3 yet, are they? They're not in the launch pack. Are they not? They're not. No, I don't think so. Oh well, won't be trying it in Blood Bowl three, um, which is just saving up SPP on the Skaven thrower and just boosting movement. Uh, yeah, I actually good. really fancy a movement eight or movement nine Skaven thrower because that movement is just awesome. They're passing two plus. They've got sure hands. I don't know. I'm I'm contemplating it. Um, anyway, yeah. So my my star thrower is out. Both the gutter runners are out, but I've got. 195,000 in my treasury at the moment. So basically, depending on how the next match plays out, so we've got a sevens mini cup in this league at the same time. So if I can play my sevens game before my elevens game, all my miss next games come back. If my sevens game is after my elevens game, then I'm going to have to bin off one of the gutters. uh, And I've already prepped for that. Uh, so one of my gutters is a block gutter. So I took a random mutation because I was like, well, look, he's missed next game and niggling injury. I'll, I'll just spend the points, take a random mutation. If it's two heads or very long legs or extra arms or something, I'll be like, cool, I'll keep him and I'll wait. Uh, but he rolled claws. So I've got a block claw mm. gutter runner. So I think <laughs> that's an interesting choice. I think he's going to get fired. So yeah. I can have three gutter runners for the next game. And then I'm going to pick up a vanilla thrower. 
um, yeah, makes ready, sense. ready for the next 11 so I can play. Uh, but I'm 5-0 and with them now, which is wicked. Um, yeah. they're, they're having a, a really good run. Uh, I went... Uh, yeah, so I'm, I've got 12 touchdowns against six. And the, the way the league has scored is a bit peculiar, but I'm sitting at the top at 21 points in my little group, which is cool. Uh, so, yeah, loving the Skaven at the moment. Um, it's really nice to just play Skaven to not necessarily to win but just to, to and I guess I am playing to win I'm kind of like no I want to I want to dust them off I want to dust them off and play some good blood ball because that season of Black Hawks was slow <laughs> <laughs> it's really slow you didn't do bad you did very well yeah, I got but... to the semi-finals but uh, why did you why do you feel it was slow because they're all movement three so <laughs> You like just rushing the ball down the end, don't you? And oh, I just, they don't do that very well. So. No, I just like... It's really horrible. Uh, I don't know why. I, I don't know what happened to me as a child. But uh, I just like that position of just being able to just wait for my opponent to mess up and then coup de grace. I don't know if it was because, mm. like, like, I don't know whether it was because of doing Krav Maga. This is a case of, ah, weakness, opening, murder. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of how it is with Skaven, isn't it? It's like, right, I'm going to pressure, I'm going to pressure, wait, wait, wait. Oh, you dropped the ball, that's mine now, and touchdown. Uh, yeah, one mistake and they yeah. just score. So, which, yeah. which, which so far, uh, the team's been able to do, um, which is which is good. And it's just great fun to pick them out so loving that it was nice to get some some skaven games in um and then wobble summer cup is coming up i've got a redraft the black mountain buccaneers so uh, you're gonna do black caucus again are you yeah yeah there? yeah it's a t- well i was yeah. gonna do amazons but um I, to use milton's description of bryce the amazon team is 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 fine uh <laughs> i disagree i really like them oh it upsets me that the blockers and the blitzers look the other way around and neither of them look strength four. So uh, it's just yeah, kind of like, I, I don't, I can't do it. I like the snake lady who looks like she's from an 80s power metal uh, music video or from Wayne's World. I'm like, this is, I like that bit, um, which has now led to me like every time I look at a team or something, I'm like, oh, exciting. I could use that to be my Amazon team. I think I'm just going to bring back the Black Mountain Bucks because uh, Grot Brady with his pro frenzy deserves another go i mean we've got a week to go so i'll probably go through like three more teams before then yeah and uh, my last bit of hobby is um well lads building the jungle bowl oh i'm waiting for this i'm uh, super excited about this there'll be a video go up very shortly uh to kind of prep for this but next weekend we will be playing a game and toyment. We've booked out the RPG room all day and we're going to be playing a four player game of Death Bowl 7s. This was Milton's idea last year. I don't know how it came about, Milton, but I'm sure you suggested this one. I'm blaming you for this one. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. It, well, it was because of the um, Mud and Blood. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, so the Mud and Blood Kickstarter with the printed, 3D printable pitches and he, as a stretch goal, had death bowl yeah um, he did which yeah we don't have quite yet that's not been released has it um we've had an update recently from him um with a few extra bits and pieces but the death bowl is not in it yet <laughs> but you have well i was well impatient uh yeah so yeah i grabbed the you, cool... you've outdone yourself the, the, mar- the marmite thing had me in stitches like, yeah <laughs> like, I've, I've just so 
on. Just grabbing the pictures so I can show them on the screen. Um, but I, I mean, I loved the Aztec pitch. So I grabbed the STLs. I used 3D Builder to cut them open and, and slim them, slim line them down to what we needed. I used a random STL website to get the Bonehead Podcast logo and uh, chuck it on and, and make a little tile with the, with our logo on it for the middle of the pitch which is pretty cool and uh yeah because I, I was like oh i was really excited to do a, a death bowl pitch but they couldn't have it ready oh where's the picture can't find the picture can't find there it is there we go right let's download that and then let's well, there's, there's a couple of formats of the game i've certainly not played like street bowl death bowl obviously we have dungeon bowl now don't we so that's um play quite a bit now so yeah it'd be really good fun to try this out we did uh we did street ball ben didn't we using roll 20 oh we uh, did god okay. that was a good time yeah i remember that going back a bit uh their street ball pitch looked really good um that's definitely on that's definitely on the cards i think we'll do street ball maybe later this year okay uh because it looks oh, a lot no, of it's, it's roll 20 the one where we did the rpg yeah yeah. during the I apocalypse like finding other ways to game so uh this was the start of the pitch so um this was when i first got my saturn i really just it's me so i cowboyed it was like oh, let's see how big we can print seven squares you can print seven squares by six if you print it vertically so i managed to print this in one two three four prints and the center zone as well which was wicked and you know what i'm like when i get my little printing spreadsheet on the go that took like two days to print a lot of resin but i've hollowed the heck out of it so when i came to building it i had to stuff it with like bits of cardboard and war master bases and obviously filler (laughs) war master bases it's not a bad project if you don't use something that's like way unnecessarily like you know it's a product it's a usable thing (laughs) But that you could probably substitute for something like trash. <laughs> yeah. well, but Ben has to use something quite expensive and nice. <laughs> they were only MDF laser cut. I know. Oh. So they're still usable uh, MDF bases. <laughs> yeah, I've got a whole box of them because I tidied up and then I've got I've now got like two quality street tins worth of random boxes and most of them MDF laser cut bases. The smell. Actually, you can see in the top of the picture there. Oh, yeah, that's master base. Really it it, yeah, it never goes, good. does it? No, it never fades. It doesn't matter what you MDF. do to it; you can mm. always smell the laser cut. Wake smell up, of a smell home. it. Uh, so then I used three tubs of Agaros Dunes. Uh, yeah, yeah, not a single pot of Agrax. No, no, not yet. Anyway, uh, and yeah, so I in toyment were closed for stock take. Uh, so Tiff and I had we had a couple of days off together this week, and uh, we went to the Tank Museum Monday because I love tanks. I got a new mug that says I love tanks, which I'm very happy about. So I got to go around and touch all the tanks. That was nice. Uh, talking of good smells, Tank Museum. Oh man, the oh, smell! Yeah. The smell of cold <laughs> oil and metal. It's just magnificent. <laughs> Iron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, we were the plan was to swing by Entoyment on the way back, and I was going to get a can of Brown Primer, a can of Desert Yellow, and then Agrax. Uh, and they were closed, so I was like, "Oh, okay." So I put the bitch together yesterday, and I th- I t- something Ian had said a couple of weeks ago, jokingly was like, "Oh, just use contrast," you know, in the funny way Ian does. And I was like, "Actually, you know what? I'm going to about to spend thirty quid on tins of paint." And then, <laughs> so I just went down to Games Workshop and bumped into uh, Games Workshop Southampton. There's a guy who works there called Pete, who's a really lovely guy, um, 
And I walked in there. He was like, hello, mate. You know, you know what you're looking for? And I was like, yes, I'm looking for this contrast paint. He was like, you got a name? I was like, yes, Agaros Dunes or Skeleton Horn. I'm not sure what I need. And he was wonderful. He opened the case. He got both the different versions out and was like, this is this, this is this. Which one do you think you fancy? And I was like, I think I think the more yellow is going to be better. And he was like, cool. What are you going to dry brush it with? I was like, uh, I was like, whatever you people call bleach bone now. Uh, <laughs> and he was like yeah you could there's this one here though which is a bit more yellow i was like all right sold i'll take two of those and i'll take four of the contrast paints and i'll take some black um and then he was like oh you get a free paint and i was like well i might as well get white because it's only gonna last two weeks anyway and he was like yeah sucks <laughs> but really lovely guy really helpful helped me choose all my paints and then ooh, the marmite layer went on um and I did a bad job. I literally poured the paint onto the pitch. I got a video oh, of this. I've set up one of the so PTZ overheads so I can do a, a speed speed video of, of me building it and painting it. And yeah, literally it's crazy. dribbling it on. Yeah, I even did like the zigzag thing. Actually, you know what? It wasn't like gravy. It looked like the fancy jus they use in MasterChef that has no purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then left it a big splodgy marmite mess. Uh, I like it. And it's then, like a giant twiglet. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and now I was like, I was looking at it. I was like, this looks a bit rubbish. Like I'm a bit worried. So just before the podcast, instead of prepping uh, or making tea, I randomly was like, oh, yeah, I need to dry brush this to make sure this is okay. At like quarter to eight. I'm like, right. There was like, or whatever it was, like seven o'clock. I was like, right, I need to go out. I need to take a print out, swap it over, get the graphics ready for the podcast. And then I stood in the lounge looking at it. And I was like, or... Oh, I could just try just a little bit, just to dry brush a little bit. So I dry brushed a quarter of it <laughs> to see if it would work. And actually, the dry brush is massively helping. Oh, it's uh, enormous. It's really good. Like, it's that perfect, like, like worn jungle kind of... It's that worn sandstone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that worn, that's it. worn sandstone temple kind of look. Looks really good. Uh, so, yeah, got the vines there as the sideline markers. There's a few gaps, but I've got this that I found while I was tidying up, which is bushes from model zone four pound fifty so that was a shop that used to be in dibden pearly but it's like little clumps of foliage it's clump foliage oh, oh, nice. so that'll be perfect so i can use that to cover up anything that i've missed any gaps or things that look a bit rubbish to give a nice bit of like mix in uh paint up the vines paint like i don't know silver or gold on the little um trap doors that look like yeah. sewer grates like fine with that and then we've got the bonehead plinth in the middle that i'm super chuffed with uh, oh, it's gonna look mint. I love it. I'm it's really, really good. It's so good. It's look really as soon good as fun. the yeah, as soon as the plant goes like that, that dry brush like chain is so so big. Yeah, I think this is like a proper like good example of you know when you always paint something that has like that ugly face, you're just like oh I don't know I don't know this. But if you just persevere and try something else, it can just like this looks great now. Yeah, genuinely and speaking, if you dry brush anything with a bone colour, it just looks much better. Yeah, it looks great, yeah. <laughs> if in doubt, dry brush bone, yeah. Uh, and and it's worked. So oh, there's this little smudgy thing over there that upsets me. Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about that. Maybe I could burn it out. No, I think I'm going to leave it. It's going to be fine. There's, <laughs> there's one brown splodgy patch. I'm just going to have to make sure that when we film it, that, that the camera doesn't point directly at it. Filming this is going to be quite entertaining. Like the actual camera angles of a four-player game, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. We should all wear head cams. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah. Uh, 
the problem is <laughs> we could we could do that and we could plug it all in but it would look very very like um a serious cyberpunk that would just look, that would just be really entertaining that would actually be hilarious your own head vr yeah that'd be wicked play the game through our eyes uh anyway that's my hobby stuff so i'm off again tomorrow just working so i'm gonna finish painting it up uh and then probably leave it 90 percent finished until next friday night before we <laughs> record on the saturday so looking forward to that that's good and then uh, i've got two dungeons to do after that which i'm nice. super excited about yeah so, for dungeon ball be cool yeah yeah really looking forward to that Anyway, well, guys, any uh, any more hobby goodness? I think I've exhausted that. All right, yeah. good. I think it's good. I think we're making a good start to the year. So let's bounce to the match player guide. Everybody, Ben, for the Bonner podcast, oh, okay. it's time for. <laughs> I don't know if my language is appropriate for this. I segment. think it would be fair to say that. All right, let's pause that uh, because that seems a little bit unnecessary. Now there's two bends. That's creepy, isn't it? Uh, but anyway, uh, we're just gonna bring up the uh, the match play guide video that I've done to have on the in the background while we're talking through the... it, so I can flip through the pages. But uh, one of my YouTube feed was rage about the open game license from D and D. What yeah. are your, What are your thoughts, Ben? Just ah, oh, it's such it's such an example of a company that has no idea what they do. And it's just like this decision must have been made someone who made by someone who's never once played D anD D or like rolled a die or anything. So it's like <laughs> okay, right? We have our system, which has been massively popularized. We've raked in so much money. Critical Role like single handedly sold the game, along with Stranger Things, along with like all of this cultural impact. Um, so many people are making things for our game. People are buying our books. Let's end that. By making sure no one wants to play D and D anymore, and so no one's going to buy our supplementary books, and it's just like, what? Just sorry for for context. What they've done is they've said people who want to use five e like content essentially. So if you're making like a source book that uses five e rules, which has previously been allowed under the Open Gaming License, um, if you now want to produce that, Wizards or is it Hasbro? I can't remember. I think it was Hasbro. Yeah. Um, they're gonna take, I believe it was twenty five percent of your gross revenue. What? So that's before you even make profit. So you could produce these things at, like, let's say you're, you're printing a book. Probably don't make that much money after all no, your printing, probably. shipping, administrative costs, and they're gonna take twenty five percent before you even made money. I thought so it was a threshold. Could... I thought there was a threshold to it. I think it was actually. I think it's if you make over a certain amount. Uh, I think there it was, was a lot of like prima nocte jokes going around. Uh, oh like, really? All you have to do is pay like twenty percent of your profit, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or prima nocte. Uh, that's a Braveheart reference. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, yes, baffling. I love the idea of the open game license. I, I think it's genius. It's so good. Like people, loads of people play D and D because it's so easy to get into because you can do so much with it. Yep. Mm. And then it just means people are making content for a game that people are already familiar with. They're just getting more of it, and pe people still buy D and D stuff. Like you, you got just to buy like, the rule books and stuff, right? You, you've got yeah, to. exactly. Like someone could do like a campaign book. Like I'm going to use Fate Forge as a good example because that's one I'm really into. Um, got a load of Fate Forge book. I'm still going to be getting D&D reference guides and it still uses stuff like the player's handbook or like the monster manual. It doesn't replace it. It just expands on it. 
and it <laughs> it costs them nothing. Yeah, it's not like the... they're taking away from it. It costs them nothing for free publicity and marketing. I just it's. Crazy. I did. I did it's watch crazy. a great little video where uh, this bloke was just like, just, just don't call it D and D. Like you yeah. can't trademark uh, game like mechanics. So literally, yeah. call it dungeons and whatever the heck you want. And then dice and dogs. Yeah, there you go. And may, maybe um, oh, there was a Kickstarter for little dogs in like adventure posts. Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was Punga. Was it Punga? It might have been Punga. It was actually. Uh, and then just call it something different i I thought it was amusing uh i just baffling um it's a very games workshop movie yeah but it's just to tie in with the new movie they're making with chris pine i don't know with chris pine yeah i I think it's a terrible timing if so because people are not that happy at with dnd it's like just been such negative publicity did you ever like critical role man they started i think this is it this is the thing and then they did dnd and it's just like if critical role we're having to pay twenty five percent because they're making they're using the D and D license. I just switch sell games. a product essentially, and they just play a different game. They'll play yeah. a different game, and so will everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> do they know what tabletop gamers are? I, I think I heard somewhere where it was like, um, "Wow, it's a really good idea to piss off a fan base which is like creative, passionate, <laughs> and like <laughs> willing to like just do their own thing." Like, yeah, it's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did make me think. Like, what if Games Workshop did open games license for their uh, for their products? Well, they kind of do for some stuff, right? Like the video games are all like open, aren't they? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're all licensed. Yeah, I think. You yeah, have but to I don't know how much you actually have to pay for it. Maybe. I think they're pretty liberal with their license. I, I don't think they used to be. I think they are more now. So I think initially they had a much tighter control on it, didn't they? Because I think I remember right. like seeing THQ or Relic or whoever made. Uh, Dawn of War, basically, like, yeah, we had to make sure that X, Y, Z was, you know, all right. Nowadays, right, every okay. other every other mobile games like a Warhammer flavor. Yeah, I know. Great. I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would be interesting, right? If people were making like content for Warhammer Forty K, like campaigns and things like that. That basically actually, you mean them. like animations and things? No, I'm talking like game stuff. <laughs> like if people were making like their own campaign books or like. I got that reference. Um, oh sorry yeah imagine if you make it yeah okay <laughs> yeah no i think it's only a matter of time before we get a cease and desist from games workshop for something he says while the video plays where you can see the entire book behind him <laughs> hey i'll stop doing it when gorilla miniature games stops doing it and they send him stuff free yeah so clearly it's yeah, fine you, you paid for it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> clearly it's fine anyway the match play guide um was a random drop I can't remember when it came out. Did it come out this year? Well, it was last I think Saturday. It did, yeah, right? yeah. So just yeah, this yeah. year. Just this year. So last weekend it arrived. And um, I guess the best thing to do would be to summarize what's in it, uh, which is not a great deal. It's essentially a book of tournament stuff that you normally get in a tournament pack it's an ideas book it's 10 pounds it's direct from games workshop which is unusual for them i think this and it is basically just a tournament rules pack and a guide on how to put together a tournament and some things you need to think about like at the core that's what it is but there's two spiky things in there one is the skill points and the other is the mega stars. So Ben, you talked about this and this tournament. Um, Jobby, what's it? 
using that, which is really interesting to see it being used already. So that is that is quite uh, quite impressive. Um, let me skip forward the video. Skill points. Here we go. So skill points. Um, there's kind of been a couple of different ways to do tournaments, right? We've always gone with like a, a X skills, like X normal and y, uh, y secondary, right? So you can have four normals and a double skill, or you can swap it or whatever. Uh, other tournaments will use SPP. They'll say you've got 36 SPP for tier one teams, so you can mm -hmm. spend it doing it, which basically works out exactly the same. Um, and I think there is a couple of other ways, but those are the two like most normal ones to do. As TV buy is the other one, isn't it? Where you're 1,200 including skills go nuts. Um, <clears throat> and... Games Workshop have kind of put together this pack as a, a really, I do think, a really good starting point for tournaments, for tournament structure. Not even structure, just tournament build. This is all it is. Um, so the skill points, tier one, two, and three. Tier one gets six skill points, tier two gets eight skill points, and tier three gets ten skill points. And you use them on your team. There's no stacking. Costs one point for a primary and two points for a secondary skill, but there's additional limitations uh, in that um, there's like a cap on certain things you can take. So tier one gets six skill points, no limit on primaries, but they can take up to one double skill. So basically you can have six normal or four normal and a, and a double skill for tier one. Tier two is eight skill points with a max of two secondary skills. So you can have eight primary, six and one, or four and two, and tier three is 10 points with uh max of three secondaries as well so i mean if i said to you right tier one gets uh six primary or four and a double you'd go yeah that sounds about right that's normal tier two you know eight and tier three ten you'd be up to three doubles that i mean i don't know about you guys but that feels like most tournaments like the level of skills available yeah. at that point it's in yeah. that middle ground isn't it where like most things kind of sit yeah it, it, it that, that kind of balancing point was was kind of like yeah that that makes a lot of sense that's what you expect that's what most tournaments are doing it sounds like this one in portsmouth is doing a very similar thing ben i mean if we look at beachhead uh oh, i can't actually remember how many skills we've got on beachhead i think it's probably probably five six seven for tier one two three essentially with a, a double something like that it's, it's, about, yeah. it's about the same thing the other thing they introduced though is that kind of what i'm calling a star player tax which we saw in the world cup rule set so uh a star player costs you two of your skill points you've got to spend cash as normal but if you take a star player you lose two skill points so tier one can have up to one star player tier two and three can have up to two star players and each star player you take is going to cost two of your skills so tier one can have a four skills and a star basically but there's also the mega star and the mega star list has been put into the um faq we saw that released last week and some interesting ones on there i'll, I'll bring that up in a bit and we can kind of chat through but mega stars cost four skill points and everybody can take a maximum of one a couple of things brewed up in here uh, that weren't answered is whether or not oh no it was answered you can take mega stars and star players on the same roster um but if you can only take one, you can only take one for tier ones. So, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on the the use of skill points and the use of star player attacks? Milton, I've just ranted, so go ahead. Well, I mean, my initial like knee jerk reaction to it was, "What the hell?" 
like I wasn't I was kind of like to me like initially like I guess without the like wider context when the kind of the leak sort of came out around like it wasn't even a leak was it it was like a Warhammer community post or like an no it was an update to the FAQ wasn't it with yeah, the FAQ got updated with the with the mega stone players at the <laughs> end of it mega digimon um, yeah yeah um and yeah, I, I kind of I was kind of like, well, it's, it's, it feels a bit arbitrary because like they've already got a value, you know, they've got a, like a, a goal value, and you know the way that we've structured the tournaments, you sort of like, you got your tier one teams, you know, generally speaking, the tier one teams tend to have relatively expensive players, they tend to have like more skills and whatever, and so you're kind of working it in and around that, and then you're kind of adding up the skills. And so I was kind of like, what's the point? Like, I don't really get it. And then I guess it's like kind of the, the conversation kind of went on. I, I kind of wrapped my head around it a bit more. And actually, you know, I I think it's it's quite a good introduction. I I think it's slightly harder for the TOs to look at the rosters when they come in and work out like the point allocation. <laughs> Because you got because what you've got to do is you can't go oh they've just got four skills they've got two stars whatever you've got to go right well the deduct four for this star and then he spent one over there and done this and whatever I mean it's not massively challenging but like it, it's different consideration isn't it but um, yeah I mean I think for like a newer player and or someone just maybe that ha- like is new to the game wants to run a tournament someone who's got a bit of experience doesn't really know where to start it's like a level playing field for everyone isn't it. You know, you can pick this up. As you say, it's relatively inexpensive. I think it's it's quite easy to kind of come up with a, a sort of a list around it. The the megastar thing does still kind of bother me. I'm not a hundred percent happy about it. I just, so I mean, I'm just there's, there's... Out the megastars for that one. That's bomber, dribble, snot, deep root, griff, hackflem, creek, and morg. They're all megastars. I I mean. I don't feel like we're going to see like this change mean that Gretchen's on the field regularly or anything. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I guess, I guess to some degree, you know, we've had what two years now, three years, sort of, of this sort of star player meta. We've seen a lot of it, haven't we, in the tournaments where the wow. the mega stars uh, have have been in the sort of top win percentage, you know, like you're talking about your like sort of top 10, top 15, there's been quite a, a large percentage of those rosters running, running those star players. And we can see that obviously, you know, they're good. They, they've changed the meta enormously. And I've no issue with like shaking that up. I don't know whether this is the right way to do it, but I guess it's nice to see a change and if it kind of lends to, you know, people building different rosters for tournaments, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and that's it. And I actually completely agree in that regard. Um, if this is everything you know in the way of Blood Bowl, like, because obviously, like, there's a lot of tournaments going on and, and the, there's a lot of players who've been linked in with the NAF for a really long time. But, I mean, the majority of people who are coming into Blood Bowl right now don't know anything about the NAF. They don't know anything about any of the other unofficial things that go on in Blood Bowl. Like, they're playing actual Blood Bowl from actual Games Workshop. So they're like, well, Mm -hmm. this is a tournament. If this is the match play format, if this is the standard format, I think this gives you enough to play with. And yeah, you get that little bit of complexity, but I think the... I say you want to say balance... It will. It, it does add a little bit of. It cleans up the meta a little, without doing too much in the way of complications. And 
I am pers like I com I completely get it. We had this when we did the video. Loads of people were like, "Well, let's just raise the cost of the star players." Well, you want to be able to use the star players, and that's not you know, Games Workshop obviously wants to sell star player models, but ultimately, if you've got a Griff or Hackflem, you want to be able to use them. Making Griff four hundred k just means he will simply never ever ever get used you'll never get to use him this way you can run griffin dwarfs but you're going to have no skills uh and and that's fine like that that gives you that option so this just allows you to have more rosters and it while the 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 roster building bit is a little bit more complex it's like you said milton it's not the end of the world but it is an extra kind of like an extra factor um it it takes away the onboard complexity which ultimately I think is is much better uh, because imagine a format with 10 skills and a star player on the pitch. Like, th fine for us, right? But first of all, by game three or four, you are going to be burnt. But secondly, if you're, if you're going to your first Blood Bowl tournament and someone rocks up and they've got Hack Flem and 10 skills and and it's just like, it's just, there's a lot of complexity there. So I do like that, that kind of balancing factor because it's kind of like, he does what? What's his special power? What skills has this guy got? Just, he's got a slightly different coloured elastic band on him. What does that mean? I, I, I'll, um, tell you, I'll tell you what he's not got. It's sidestep. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ooh, the 2022 meme um yeah it's an interesting one i mean bt you're likely to have to go to this tournament so if you're going to take Hackflow on your cursed dwarf team uh, you, you are, know i'm not doing that i know you're not doing that bomber uh, not all the way um <laughs> bomber's still a megastar uh one thing i did think was quite funny uh, and someone flagged this immediately they're like and where is cindy or mindy pie or something no remember. right it is cindy, it's cindy. cindy yeah the brute now it's a Cindy Mindy. That's why I got confused. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, Bomber and, and Cindy. Cindy's now affordable. So you're going to see, you know, dwarves with Cindy and four skills. That'll do. Block runner, block runner, mighty blow trolls there, mighty blow trolls there. Maybe even a guard lineman instead. And Cindy Pie Whistle. It's going to be wicked. This, this doesn't stop the ogre to bomber build, does it? No, that's cool. No, you're good to go. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, you're good to go. One's yeah. a mega star. One's a regular star. That will cost you six of your skill points, though. Two bombers. It just still sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. So that is the biggest thing in the match play guide, like is this, this the, the standardizing of Blood Bowl. Now, I, I public service announcement this does not change anything you are doing in your club in your tournaments it's not going to change the tournaments you're going to the book itself is super super pro do whatever you want with your tournament and half of it is literally just dumb ideas for your tournament including some terrible inducements that you mustn't use unless you are just an absolute masochist including the what was it the end zone trap bomb the trap thing. yeah oh which was just like a brutal thing i was just reading it and i was like do not it's do like this 100k or something booby trap like end zone 100k available to any team for the duration of the game whenever an opposition player with a ball moves into a square in your end zone they must roll a d6 on a two plus they're fine on a one a booby trap has gone off and they're knocked down no touchdown is scored <laughs> wow okay that's fun yeah yeah maybe don't do that but i i absolutely love because you know we're ingrained in blood bowl we've been to a bunch of blood bowl tournaments we've run a bunch of blood bowl tournaments and we've got that experience to be able to know what a good amount of skills and stuff is 
to to do it and that's where we came to our point in our thing is we've got generally speaking a slightly lower tv and a slightly lower skills package because we aim our tournaments at kind of big beginner to intermediate because we know that the veterans can come along they've got their skill advantage but they can also just come along and chill out and not have like a pressured you know massive amount of games we want people to come and have fun it makes it accessible it means we can add stuff in like giants and fen beasts and, and have a have a really good time and this book is pro that and i think that's i think that's excellent it's not going to replace tournament packs if you go into a tournament you've got to read the rules pack because some of it's going to say we're using the match play guide standards some of it like this one ben's going to is going to take that and then add in a, another tier for the lols and stitch ups uh, snotlings uh, clearly if dice is running this clearly whiskey mance has been uh someone's done him dirty with snotlings yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh julian's awesome so that's that's really exciting but yeah it's and that's it and the great thing and i, I know i kind of went on a diatribe about this in the video as well the great thing about blood bowl tournaments is that they are all generally speaking their own unique theme their own unique thing which is that's the fluff of blood bowl like literally blood bowl it, the world i mean you guys have probably read the novels like you go to a tournament and they do weird things and they go to this this event and they do weird things and you come to one of our events we do weird things you go to different events it, it's just part of the wonderful thing about blood bowl you don't have the kind of like standard 2000 point roster build because there's so much go on in that that you don't actually have any mental space to do anything I think this is a really good start, but it is not the be-all and end-all. So all that rage and worry that we're seeing kicking around the Blood Bowl community over it doesn't need to exist, even in the slightest. Save your anger. Go to the Battletech forum, because they're having a rage bin at the moment, or anywhere the OGL has touched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go, go to the, you know, Wizards forums. Go and invade Magic the Gathering. Go and tell them how bad their company is. Hey, um, hey, 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 Wizards, it's not Wizards, it's not Wizards' fault. They got bought by Hasbro. Well, yeah, true. But, you know, stick, stand up for your game, Wizards. <laughs> don't let them bully you. Fine, if you're going to go down that route, don't be wimps. No. Um, it, it's, it's interesting, actually, because, like, it's, in, it's interesting that Games Workshop have made this publication, and, like, what, three years into... The kind of the release of of, of twenty twenty uh, the second season, but we didn't have anything similar, did we, through twenty sixteen? So since the game kind of got rebooted, it's been what? So, well, what are we seven now years. for? Seven years for them to come out with a tournament guide, and I kind of I, like in the back of my head, I guess I'm just wondering like what's prompted it. I actually think I know the answer to that. Um, did you see the announcement for the World Championships of Warhammer? Uh, yeah now blood bowl isn't on that this year round but right i i i think we're going to see them move towards um world championships for, for blood bowl run by games workshop i mean uh, the, the game has definitely increased enormously in popularity hasn't it i mean i think uh, was it trips the other day sent us through the the NAF stats and like <laughs> even like NAF membership has like doubled since since 2020 kind of like oh, since 2016 active. It, oh, since 2016, one had a spike. It's barely moved since 2020 for the obvious reason of not. Really well, yeah, yeah, well. yeah. Um, but I mean, but that, yeah, that, since, that since the 2016 up. launch. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, that would be that would be cool. Yeah, I think like you know the popularity of the game has become significantly bigger. 
and and especially within the introduction of more more teams. And I was looking at it as well, like the, the since they've really like. I think you know what you're saying about the quality of this book. I mean, it's, it's it's obviously quite a small book. It's sort of like Spike magazine size. But my brother got me um, the 2022 Almanac and Death Zone for Christmas, and like you know, just like the the uh, the rule book and everything. Like the the production quality on them is fantastic. Whereas when you look at when you look at the like the Almanac or the Death Zone or whatever from 2016. I don't want to say it's like a throwaway, but like you know, it's like a soft back kind of. I know what you mean. They, they, this is, yeah, it's them. They're much more like source books, uh, and that I think is exactly befitting Blood Bowl. Like the the Death Zone and the, well, the Death Zone is probably my favorite thing they've done, right? And it is just a source book full of optional rules and stuff you don't need, which I am always going to buy. I mean, that is basically what every D&D thing is, right? It's like, yeah. here's my book of ideas, uh, you know, and, and that's what they're doing. And the Almanac is brilliant because they've got those new star players and it's a useful thing. So you bang on the money, Milton. I think that they're doing a slower clip, but everything they're doing is, is good for the game. It's really good quality. Like, yeah, I mean, and, 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 and keeping it all in the same theme. So like, I don't know how well I'm explaining it particularly well, but like, you know, like the, the sort of red, blue, the, 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 yeah. kind of the design, the way the books are laid out. It's cohesive, like, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. There's like a cohesion to the rules, to the, the, the change in the rule sets. Like they seem to be doing a better job at keeping the FAQs like, in line with what people's kind of expectation of the game is. I, yeah. I feel like that's fair. I do too. Uh, I think there's maybe some things that people would contest me on that, but for the like general... Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you're right. I, I think we've got to be really open and honest in here. We, we are not Games Workshop apologists, um, but we are, I believe, unanimously in favour of things that are going to bring more people into the game and have more people having fun in the game. Obviously, if this book came out and said you can't do stuff, this is how it's going to be run, well, uh, that would be completely ignored. And there's there's elements of this that you aren't going to completely ignore. And you know what? It's our game. Like Games Workshop have produced the official version. If we want to go astray, make it clear, and that's fine. So, actually, sorry, it's it's literally the best thing about tabletop gaming. Really, is that it's whatever you make it. It's yeah. not like a video game where you're tight to how it works. You yeah, you can just do what you want. And I promise yeah. that if Games Workshop starts bringing in stuff that um, starts leading the game astray, we will curate a Blood Bowl light. Like that—that's absolutely fine. If it, we will, we will keep something separate in the middle ground. And I know the NAF will kind of well, the NAF won't do that, but the NAF like core will want. They'll just go back to playing CRP, which is fine. Um, but so far. They've added a little bit of complexity to the game. They've added more depth to the game. Yeah, star players, they got a little bit wrong. Uh, I love what they did with Amazons. Like I know there's some people who are concerned about the strength for blocker person, but there's only two of them, and that's just way less boring than for Blodgeguard. Uh, just, you know, fair enough, it, they may be more strong, 
in the long run but ultimately I'd, I'd rather have that because the last 10 years of playing against Blodgeguard Amazon like I don't mind things that are a little bit broken if it's going to be a different kind of broken because you know that that's fine so they've done that Norse I played against Craig he was a huge Norse player he was like I love the beer balls like I just think it's a great idea it's just it's clever that means I can build different stuff build different rosters and I got a little cute mascot he's like it's great it's like, don't have to use it, but it's great. And that, I think, sums up this book as well. You don't have to use mm-hmm. it, but it's great. So yeah. I think that's really good. But I saw this on the Battlefleet Gothic thing because there was an Instagram post of a picture for Battlefleet Gothic. Um, and therefore, it went all over like, the Facebook groups for Battlefleet Gothic. And half the comments were like, yes, Battlefleet Gothic might be coming back. This is amazing. I was one of those people. And then the other half were like, I can't believe it. I like, just leave the game alone like don't touch it like i don't want to do it and it's it's really interesting to see those threads because you get like these people who are like no and then someone else just crops up and is like look they're not going to come to your house and take your models away <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also you might get a range of brand new models that you can still use to play the game that you liked before or just you know right click save as pdf uh, and you can play that game forever and and blood bowl is we're we're at a, a point now where they're adding stuff they've not broken it yet i am very nervous for the future but i'm probably way more excited um you know because it's been great fun so far and just just yeah really enjoying where we are um with blood bowl at the moment and this book is a really good assist to a whole bunch of people who will never have run or played in a blood bowl tournament and it's going to be a really help, really helpful guide to them. And then when they come to your tournament that you've been running for seven years, the format's not going to be massively different. So I think oh, yeah. it's brilliant in that regard. So there's a bit at the back of this book, isn't there, about tournaments at Warhammer World? Yes, literally the last page, which says nothing, if I remember correctly, because I, I kind of went into the video and was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, Blood Bowl like, this is Warhammer exciting. World. Um, but there are a couple this year. In fact, I think one might have already happened. I know it was like early January, wasn't it? Oh, do know. They normally do one about um, the Super Bowl kind of time. Yeah, mate, no, that was it. When, I don't, I don't follow it, so I don't know when. When <laughs> is that? Is that gone? Has that happened? Is that happening? Who's that? Are the Americans footballing? Yeah, are they? Are they? A uh, Super Bowl is um is is Beachhead Sevens. Is the Super Bowl. Uh, okay, so it might be that same weekend then. Pete needs to start rejigging the timeline of this. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool, it's the Super Bowl weekend. In I'm fact, going to fact, be I think too I've, tired. Yeah, I think I've seen somebody mention it. It is that weekend. It is tied in with the Super Bowl. So they're doing an 11s then, and then they're doing a 7s in March. Yes, that's the one we're going to. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is it says, um, I think this is probably what we're going through, uh, Blood Bowl events held at Warhammer World will use the Blood Bowl match play guide as a basis for their rules pack. So that's exactly where I was going. Um, and I don't know. So we're going to sevens. And I don't know how much of an impact this actually has on sevens because Literally you can't not. take star players. <laughs> and I don't think, I think the way the we're skills are We're not allowed work. to take skills yeah. because the skills are random. So... Sorry. Yeah, this is I was I was like when I saw the the uh, the contents, it was like, oh, Blood Bowl, it's a Warhammer world. This is going to mean something. And then it was like, there's <laughs> there's nothing here, and it has no impact on our sevens games. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but presumably, with the intent of sort of 
I don't know whether they're going to start hosting more sort of tournaments. That would be, tournaments, I would be uh, super pro that. I think that's wicked. Um, I mean, Ben, how would you feel if they started doing like a world championship for Blood Bowl curated by Games Workshop in the same way they're kind of doing with 40k and AOS now? Yeah, I, 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 I think that'd be interesting. I think a lot of people would, would like dislike that for uh, obvious reasons, but like, I, I think I'd watch the hell out of that. I think how, it'd be I great. How yeah, does it yeah. work? How do you get into it? Is it just like you just buy a ticket and you go, or is there like some sort of what the world championship ones? Yeah, those um, are invitational, I think, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm not sure how yeah. that works because it was 40k, and I was like. No, uh, no, no, no. If I want to be tortured, I'll go get a personal trainer, um, which I evidently haven't. Uh, but yeah, so it's an interesting one. I mean, ultimately, more Blood Bowl is more better. And if there becomes this new format of um, super strict Games Workshop only elite, well, don't worry about it. Like, because the majority yeah. of us, like literally 97% of Blood Bowl tournaments aren't going to change. They're still going to be using all kinds of models. And hey, I was complaining about this with Jack at tournament today. I was like, yeah, going to this uh, Sevens tournament at Warhammer World. And uh, I don't know if I have a team that doesn't have non-Games Workshop stuff in it. It's like, look at my Skaven team. That Rat Ogre, very not Games Workshop. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a problem. But unless you're playing at a Games Workshop place or at Warhammer World, you're not going to be affected by that. And it's probably because we're so far south, but... When I think about going to an event at Warhammer World, I'm not not just popping across the road to play a tournament. I'm going to an event. This is a special occasion for me. Like, so if I need to build and paint a new team using models that Bilton's got four sets of in his cupboard, uh, then do you know what? I'm going to use that happy slapping painting method, and uh, and and uh, it's fine. What's one more team? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, know. you're more than welcome to happy slap one of my teams <laughs> if you want to. Oh man, this is a proper throwback episode. Um, all right, I'll see if I can find some scooter to play during the intermission. Right, anything more for match play, guys? No, I think we're okay. Good. It's time for the bonies. Okay, it's time for the bonies. And like Ben said at the beginning of the episode, uh, we want to do something slightly different this time because it's all well and good us having an opinion. And don't get us wrong, we are definitely going to be sharing our opinions as we go through because that's what we do. But also we wanted this to represent more than just us. So we put out a, like I said, a very exciting Google form that this time Milton didn't um, spam, which was nice. Uh <laughs> like our league form that Milton just yeah anyway we won't talk about democracy uh democracy we wanted everybody to vote so that we could be like this is the viewer's choice so as we go through each of these categories uh we're going to hit up basically the top of the viewer's choices and we'll chime in with we agree we disagree or what we thought would would, would be the best one um because this is going to be a bit of fun but actually it represents Hundreds of data points on our people's opinions and stuff. And it was so good. So a massive thank you to everyone who, who joined in. Um, hopefully next year we can get even more because it was really cool to see. And we had some really great suggestions. So the first category, we're going we're gonna to shift it up a little bit. I'm going to push the team 
back. We're going to do star players, then big guys, then team, then other, and then wrap up with the bonehead version. So the first category. Is the best star player games workshop only <clears throat> so each of these categories is split into three we've got games workshop only then we've got physical third party and then we've got stl third party as well because last year we kind of did stl we just did third party as one category and i don't know there's a lot going on in third party world which i didn't realize until i went through this list and i was like damn that was this year that was that was this year so uh, we'll come to that in the third party bit so guys games workshop star player who's your pick or who do you expect to be at the top i i was between two two or three for me i really like snake guy boa constrictor yep um the other two was um my second choice, oh, it's, it's really tough. I can't tell you I like more. Was uh, what's his name? The Croxagore. Got all stop. Yeah, I think he's badass. The third one, I'm actually gonna say he's not top for me, but runner up who I wouldn't be surprised to see is the Yeti star. Who's the <laughs> Scrog? Scrog, yeah, so bad at remembering these names, man. Uh, yeah, they're made up names. That is a pretty solid <laughs> top three. Milton, what would be your, your picks for the star players from Games Workshop? What would you expect to see? Number one. I don't remember what I said it was. Uh, Scrog, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Scrog is a good shout. I so, mean, uh, Boa is Boa's really cool as well. I kind of think I think I forgot about Boa, but yeah. Uh, yep, that's fair. Right, let's move. I'm gonna there, there is a there is a clear top three for this one, so we're gonna bounce through. The the third bronze medal was Estelle, or as loads of people put in the comments. Frog lady made me so flipping happy as I was going through the data this morning. I was like, I even said to Tiff, I was like, <laughs> amazing. Someone's called her frog lady because I only refer to her as frog lady because I can't pronounce her name. And then there was 13 other people that just put frog lady, some in brackets, some in quotes. It was awesome to see. And some other people actually clearly copy and pasted the name from uh, the Forge World website. But Estelle Levineau came in third place in the viewer's choice. Ooh, I should probably be on this one. Second place was Snake Boy, Snake Lad, uh, one of Ben's favourites there. Boa was a wicked star player to land this year. I really like this model. Yeah. It's just different. It just explores a bit of the space while massively sticking to the Amazon kind of motifs. I thought it was a really solid piece. I did not enjoy how many pieces it was in. Uh, it was nine. <laughs> it was nine. Could have been one. <laughs> yeah the good thing is that the finger wasn't a separate piece but oh. I think the, the head was in like three or four pieces so really yeah i don't understand it's like they build it and then they go right i'll tell you what for a dare see how many pieces you can get this 32 mil <laughs> model uh to, to be in so uh viewer's choice boa was up there as well but the first place was the big lad not scrog okay it was glottal stop <laughs> Uh, nice not surprised I mean yeah he is cool it's an awesome model I love this one he's up there on my shelf built and unpainted and where he will remain until I don't know I get. I wonder how many generations my family can keep him alive for uh, alright my kids are playing Blood Bowl sweet uh, I can see Interesting this now old, granddad sorry, three Amazon this does. model um, yeah I, I wonder if that's recency bias um, <clears throat> maybe 
And also quite early in the year, weren't they? Ivar was mm. fine. Thorson was fun. Uh, Scrog was good. Scrog was was a good one. Was a good one. Milton. I wanted to say Scylla, and I remember that was like 2019 or whatever, and <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether he is or not. <laughs> yeah. Griffith's not out, is he? No, that's brute fun. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I might have put Ripper in my <laughs> Yeah, we had some, uh, we had the odd, like, random vote that was in, like, the wrong box or something. It was, it was quite good to see. So that was the, um, the three star players, and yeah, there's a couple there that I don't know. I think Games Workshop are doing a pretty good job with their star player models at the moment. What do you reckon? Yeah, they are really yeah. nice. Again, it's the same comment as earlier. I really like them. I love. I think they're amazing models. I think all of the Forge World stuff, well, actually, okay, 95% of the Forge World stuff is incredible. Like the Necromunda stuff is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just the price. It really does limit it. It uh, makes it so much less fun. Yes. It's just, there's always that little bit of just like, oh, I wish I, I wish, I wish I wanted to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially when you can kind of get the alternatives for a pretty decent price. Now, talking yeah. of alternatives, the next category is best star player third party physical. Let me just bring up the screen here on my phone. <laughs> Amazing. This this is such an easy one for me. All right. Such who, an easy who's one. who's your pick? Physical, Ben. Oh, physical third party. Physical okay, third yeah, sorry. party. Um, okay, okay. Come back to me, Milton. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> I'm, I'm 90% sure I picked something. Punga. Is it part of their Kickstarter? I don't know. I'm not really up to date with the mm. third party physical stuff. i tell you what. So... It's really interesting going through these and being like, it feels like there was a lot of physical stuff. But because it's like that delay, and we did change this up, we, we applied the Blood Tithe ruling for this one, which is if the Kickstarter or pre-order went live this year, it counts as this year's. To avoid that thing right. where your Kickstarter comes and then you're kind of like, well, my favourite model this year was that team, and then they turn up the next year and you're like, these are still my favourite models. And, and which year is it? It's the year in which the Kickstarter went live. I do have one. Who we got? me it's the fanath boa because oh, one oh. it was really a really good sculpt and two i'm just massively impressed how they turned that around that was crazy um, good wasn't it yeah that was brought up a couple of times in the submissions as well they were like two days from announcement to sculpting to availability i remember i was on holiday uh and like did the announcement for the new star player and then literally like the next day i'd pre-ordered the thing and by the time i'd flown back from italy like the star player was there absolutely phenomenal and let's move on to the top three now i've put the grebo boa constrictor but the fanath one was absolutely tied for wow, the third okay. place so snake boy went down a treat this year um it's just the grebo one had a better website and i was already there so i was like well let's use this one so the bronze was the azar the mesmerist which we did an unboxing review for it's a very lovely model i was able to compare it to the fanath one and the games workshop one uh and cherry poppin muffin was the next most popular one now this i believe well it's available now i thought it was part of the new kickstarter that they did the snooze noog um, um but it isn't yeah. this is just an actually available model now and i mean i mean that's there's a lot going on there yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot going on 
and I love the way they've done the interface on this website. Look oh, at I this. know, right? You got a halfling covered in sweets, about to hit a muffin with a stick of dynamite in with a big candy cane like a golf club. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's really cool. I can definitely see why this was the uh, the the second place, but the first place was Yenna the Witch from Grebo. So wow, Grebo taking it. Grebo, oh, this, this is rad. I don't think yeah. I've seen this model before. I, I what the hell? This. this is really cool. It's like. I got this. The soul I out of like a human <laughs> player. Uh, it comes that in two so different rad. versions as well. You can get her without the uh, human being turned into a frog to make it a bit more playable. So I'm uh, assuming this is Estelle. Yeah, this is Frog Lady. Yeah. Yep. This is the insane. This looks way cooler than the Games Workshop one. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that. That's a really cool <laughs> mini. They've gone to town with this. Uh, all the frogs, you've got the cool spine. Uh, spine bit links in with their Karamat Amazons, Amazons mm-hmm. uh, which I really do like that team. So they've 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 done a beautiful job. And yeah, that was the the uh, third party star player. Can we honorary mention? Yep. I, I, don't, I, I felt it was bad to mention. What about the Fen Beast? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, that was uh, that was fourth spot. Uh, uh, okay, so a lot say, of people yeah. had mentioned the Fen Beast, which is cool, uh, and it was very cool to see that be mentioned. I was going to bring it up uh, in a bit. Best star STL oh. is the next one. It's all good. Cool. Let's go to the next category. Which is third-party star player STL. This this is the easy one. Yeah, this is probably a very easy one. <sighs> Hands down, Ripper, Root Fun Ripper, insane. <laughs> Love him. Love everything about him. that. Is with a... the book. With the... with the book. Okay, so we started um, at Christmas printing. Because like, we did the Fen Beast, and we're like, ah, oh, love Brute Fun. Let's support. Let's just see if we can sell some of the star player models, and. Uh, hopefully this won't upset anybody, but I do slightly judge anybody who buys the one without the book. <laughs> it's like, oh, was a... you're missing out. I, I was packing the orders. Tiff's been helping Every me pack. Shipping. Yeah. Tiff's I... been helping me pack the orders. And I'm like, oh, they've, they've gone without the book. And she's like, do you, do you want to just send them the book one and just be like, I, I fixed <laughs> oh, it Sorry, I got it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there was a comment in the Discord the other day from Brute Fun. Like somebody posted like their like painted one without the book. And he was like, oh, no, made a mistake there. <laughs> Something like that. Yes, yes. It's very, very, very true. Um, I mean, let's go to the top three. Ooh, slightly off, off center. Uh, which was, I mean, it was it's it's brute fun everywhere. There was a, a big old tie at third place with brute fun's Creek, brute fun's Bryce the Slice, brute fun's Wilhelm Cheney, and brute fun's Puggy. And this, it looks, it's a great sculpt, right? It doesn't look anything massively special. You're like, this is a this is a cool model. This is one of the best models. I have seen. Now, this is only the, the bronze place for this one, but I immediately went to Brute Fun. I was like, dude, you, at some point, you need to fit a halfling team in for this. Because when you Honestly. got the model, it just looks perfect. And I was like, oh, dude, dude. Um, sadly, 
He's not going to be able to fit that in anytime soon because he's been working on some outrageous Skaven at the moment, which I'm very excited for. But Puggy, I mean, and this is another really good example when, when eventually the Games Workshop Puggy model lands, everyone's going to be full on Miltoning it. Like, is this model not out? I'm like, no, <laughs> that's brute fun. Uh, so Puggy takes this point. Then we've got a non-brute fun entry second place, which was the uh, Eldral Sidewinder from Ugni. Oh, this is good. Yeah. yeah, this is really good. Got quite a few votes for this one. Elton Windbreaker, which uh, sounds cool. And then you think about it, and it's not the most flattering of names yeah. for an elf, <laughs> which I think is pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining. Uh, Ugni did a, a star player batch. They had a pretty good snake in there as well. Um, but no, cool model, cool sculpt. The face work on this is is really impressive as well. But unsurprisingly, with a monstrous percentage <laughs> of the vote, it was the troll star player from Brute Fun. True Ripper, who does actually have a non-book version as well. He's got glasses, he's got his quill, and oh. I love this model so, so, so much. It is just... So good. Just like it might be the best Blood Bowl miniature out at the moment. It's just phenomenal. It's it just so really Blood Bowl. It's so Blood Bowl, and it's exactly what I'm from Ripper. And you've got the Thinking Man's Troll, like captured so well. Uh, yeah, really tiny glasses at everything. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It is just yeah. so good. And I, uh, I dare Games Workshop to come anywhere close to this sculpt. Um, now this was the category that got the most, the most votes actually. And the most kind of different entries. There are some other brilliant ones. The Brute Fun Glottal there. And I've got to put a massive shout out to the other Goblin Star players that Brute Fun's done. Um, his Scrapper is just mm. just miles better than the Games Workshop one. So dynamic. There's so much motion. Let's put it this way. I printed out a lot of them recently because it's gone down a treat. But their, their Chainsaw Boy and their Scrapper it is just fantastic. Uh, We're incredibly lucky in this game and this hobby to have like someone like Brufa and like all the other companies and that stuff making so much good stuff that it was so hard to choose from. Yeah. Like it was something that I reflected on. Just like, I've got, this is so hard. Like there are so much good stuff to pick from here this year. And um, it's just, it's, it's obscene. It's outrageous. Yeah. Um, really lucky. Ugni, yeah. hunger, uh, just a torchlight, and obviously brute fun are just doing some outrageous stuff where games yeah uh, yeah, yeah. right so that wraps up the star player section on to the next category all right which is best big guy games workshop now this is an interesting one because a lot of the good star player models that have landed this year are also big guys and i was not remotely interested in splitting them up into categories and making it more complicated so i just let people okay. vote however they wanted so thoughts okay. thoughts on the best big guy models from games workshop this year well i think for me i think the yeti the norse yeti was pretty cool can confirm it's in the top three yeah that's where i think my vote would go i probably uh, said the same thing or scrog again if we're including the stars, so well, glossal probably. Yeah, true. Back up yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't actually. You know, I, I didn't consider the stars coming into it. Um, uh, non non star. I totally agree with you, Milton. I'd say the Yeti. Yeah. But... Well, in the top three is the Blood Bowl Croxigore. 
Oh, did that come out last year? I don't know. No, that was this year. I think it was this year. Uh, Last year. It was this year. It was with the Amazon team. Uh, see, see, normally I just go to the unbox and review videos uh, and look mm. at it to see. Um, but uh, oh I, no, maybe it wasn't. It wasn't the Amazon team. It was a little bit before then. No, it was, yeah, it was the standalone, article, wasn't it? The Warcom article is twenty five October twenty first. Oh, uh, sorry, twenty first, twenty one, twenty twenty one. It was only third place because the second place was Glottal Stop. <laughs> 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 and then the first place was absolutely the Blood Bowl Yeti. Now, yeah. I wonder if there were some votes for Scrog mixed in here, uh, because a lot of it was just the, the Yeti, the Yeti. So I think it's fair to split first place between the Blood Bowl Yeti and Scrog, who is, quite frankly, another great Yeti model. So I think, I think kind of the combination of those two being the top games workshop big guys this year more than fair more yeah. than fair but that's the boring one that games workshop do because they only do two teams a year uh so let's move on uh let me just get the video bit ready because i'm i'm almost organized with this it's going okay best big guy third party Okay, best big guy, third party, uh, physical. This is an interesting uh, one. I've only got really, there's only a clear top two for this one. I guess I'm not allowed guess to do it, Kickstarters that arrived this year. <laughs> not Kickstarters that arrived this oh. year, Kickstarters that have backed this year. Were you thinking Chaos Dwarf Minotaur? Yeah, 100%. That got yeah. quite a few votes anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. I was going to say. That's the Panga one. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. one right here. Yeah, it's I, so rad. I guess, like, if you're including the star players in the same way you were uh, yeah. for the last, then probably somebody out of the category we've already seen. I don't know. Interesting. Let's find out. Okie dokie. Uh, top, well, there's actually only a top two. There was a load of votes for various... Uh, teams stuff like individuals there was a lot of individual suggestions uh, but from combining the result there's a lot of like the punga polar bear was pretty popular as well as also last kickstarter yeah yeah exactly yeah and number two and only by a smidgen was the fenbeast uh, oh. was the brute fun bonehead podcast fenbeast model and I was like, this is amazing. I'm so chuffed that people love this model. I love this model. Um, so good. And it's it's just been awesome to have this be available, first of all, because I've always wanted a Fen Beast. Uh, and just to work with Brute Fun to come up with this, specifically for Blood Bowl, absolutely awesome. Sadly, it got pegged to the post by Grebo Halfling Treeman. Oh, and okay. There's three Treeman. The two Treeman Treeman, and there is a Deep Root Treeman somewhere else on the Kickstarter. And having received this these Treeman and opened these Treeman, I don't think that is a terrible thing to come second place to. Because yeah. Grebo do some outrageous models and look They're at those really good. three boys. But I think similar they have style. so much personality. 
<laughs> similar in style so much personality the kickstarter that he did was was just it's brilliant not mainstream in their their style and design but i right. think that's what made this kickstarter that the gribo did so good uh was just that they committed hard to a style and then they executed it in the way that they always do so absolutely hip top on that one i reckon yeah Which brings us to the best big guy, Digital. I remember who I voted for for this. Did you now? Now, yeah, they're not star players in this one. They, the, the people who voted for Digital did a good job of separating the digital star players from the digital star player uh, big guys. Yeah, I don't think my vote will be in the top three, but I really liked. I hope it was twenty twenty two. Was the Punga Snotling team they released with the Fellwater Trogoth style trolls? They, they, yeah, the Trogoth landed, I think, a little bit later than the. They did another one, um, but anyway, it, it's, it's yeah. A, I don't, I don't know. I like that one. I like, I like that style kind of style of troll. I think I voted for that. I can't see it being in the top three. It didn't make the top three, but there was some good Punga votes excuse me in there as well bt any guesses from you or any favorites uh, i i'm just trying to think again of the brute fund roster like <laughs> so many to choose from here i think i did a rat ogre didn't he yeah I, I was about to say the rat ogre the rat ogre the was underworld one of the, one of the first that really caught my attention rat ogre yeah. Yeah, okay. that's exactly it. This is the first entry. The first successful nomination for Brute Fun for this category was the Underworld Rat Ogre. I've just printed a bunch of this dude for the shop. It's so cool, and there's some great variations there as well. You've got a horned head, you've got a warpstone fist, you've got a blade claw hand. Uh, it's just really, really cool. There's an alternate version with this very slight squishing of Snotling as well. Um, there is mm -hmm. a little Snotling down there in classic Brute Fun style, but it is a wicked Rat Ogre. And that what was that was that was only number three. The Yeti came in second place. Oh, it's so rad too. Yeah, it's very cool. It's oh, this is one of his earlier sculpts as well. Yeah, Norse Norse players were spoiled last year, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's Badlands rules have been spoiled this uh, this kind yeah. of third. Um, so the Yeti came in second, and then not far in front was again brute fun and it was the black orc troll and yeah this was called out in the votes yeah. so many times as brute fun black orc troll or chainmail fist troll uh so i was like mm. right, are they getting vote is he getting votes here for ripper as well but so many called out it was either like chainmail fist troll or black orc troll or four point stance troll a really great model and oh just look at that painted version wow and that's, that's so why. nice. And that's absolutely why. Because this. Who painted that? I yeah, I was going to say. Don't know, actually. Uh, not even that's in the. for that. That's obscenely good. That is really nice. This, yeah, the skin tone and I mean, the, the armor, the chipping on the yeah, white I was armor. Say, the, the yeah. armor there. That it's what I, lo what I love about this one as well. It's like, it's so. It's the Black Hawk team. Like, so mm. well. 
like the chainmail and the armor shoulder. Well, he's he's used the same the same armor, hasn't he? Because he's yeah, done the exactly. entire Blackhawk team, popped it on a great looking troll that fits the 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 theme perfectly, and it's just it definitely deserves it because it, I mean, there's so many good STL big guys out there, but I, I like this one. I like all these top three, and um, what else did we have in there? Uh, Croxagore from Brute Fun, Torchlight Minotaur, Brute Fun Mummy, Punga Croxagore, Savage Orc Troll from Brute Fun. Uh, there's some, there's some awesome big guys out there. You guys know that I like big guys for Blood Bowl, so this is like probably my favorite category, <laughs> and I am not disappointed. Um, okay, so that I believe wraps up the big guy category which brings us to what i think has to be the main event here which is the best teams now when it comes to games workshop they only released two so i think it's time for the big vote amazons or norse guys it's i i would be shocked if Amazon's beat Norse. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Norse. I think they're both good. I think they're both good. But, you know, I, I had very little... I think I could see... Basically, I had more negatives on the Amazon, more cons on the Amazon team than I did in the Norse team, okay. basically. That's a very good way of putting it. All right, I'm going to give you an over and under here. The winner, um, <clears throat> did they win uh, over or under 60% of the vote? Over. Over sixty percent of the vote. Over sixty percent. I would say eighty-five percent. It was only seventy-two percent. Oh, okay. But it is a pretty big landslide for Norse, and for the obvious reasons. Now, I really enjoyed the Amazon spike. I enjoyed the Amazon release a lot. I thought they made the team really interesting. They brought out some really cool star players. I mean, Scrog style over substance, sure. But the other two, really interesting players. So I thought the Amazon release was really good, but the team absolutely deserves to go to Norse. Uh, it was yeah. wicked. It was so exciting to see. The beer ball was so exciting. The old Warriors could have done with being a bit bigger, but I mean, that's the only kind of real negative. It's Valkyries are sick. Yeah. yeah. Like, the whole team was brilliant. Love a bit of Norse. Really like that one. So that's the Games Workshop best team and then i think we go to potentially one of the hardest fought ones here which is the best team third party physical guys so that's uh, kickstarters that have gone live this year Teams i do released. have a i do I, uh, have a favorite go milton Oh no, I think I have an idea who who might have have won this based on what we've seen so far. Is the they called the snug snug snoot the the Grebo Futurama snoot yeah snoot snoot uh, halflings from is it Grebo Grebo yeah I'm getting getting that right. I think I think that's where my vote's going to go. Can confirm that is in the top three. Okay, come on then. For me, it's hunger obviously um <laughs> the hiles hunger okay we've got a very interesting situation here yeah. in that the grebo 
Snoozook team did get more votes. Punga, High Elf team came second, and the Dark Elf team came third. So, uh. and, and it's that kind of classic Punga situation of they always do their Kickstarters with so much going on that it divides it. And I think if they'd gone and released one team, that that could have won. Um, but they did a great job. And quite frankly, top three there. Technically, the Snoo Snoo team took it. But Punga High Elf and Punga Dark Elf, so close behind. Uh, so good. I mean, the Punga team is absolutely gorgeous, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Love it. I love all stuff. It's just so, yeah. so like, it, I, I find them, what, what I've always said with them is they're very, they're just great tabletop miniatures because they're really fun to paint as well. Like, and that's a big part of it. Like, they're just, they're just really good. They're really cleanly made and really fun to paint. So, yeah. Hunger just feels like a better games workshop. Yeah, it does. It really does. It's all like what? It's all like Forge World stuff, basically. Oh. You don't pay that much for premium for it. it no, they're not well. cheap, but they're not ludicrous. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Yeah, and they are just Games Workshop done up nicely. This is they are the Alpha Romeo to Games Workshop's Fiat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fortunately they they break a little less, which is pretty magical. Uh, but the Snoo Snook did take the top spot in a amount of pure votes so they are the third party physical team winner of the year and having seen this team it it is just an absolute beautiful piece of art their characterful sculpts are just outrageous uh the sizing's brilliant and we've got a big tree man the tree boys are so good absolutely brilliant i think that was a, a well-deserved one and a really 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 close for there was a lot of other good teams uh that dropped this year ben you'll be pleased to know that the Gribo chaos dwarf got a lot of votes nice uh, yeah don't know if they Great were team. actually eligible but uh they got lots yeah i was of gonna votes say anyway. last year. <laughs> where amazon's galador savannah team came up as well um then the wired dark elf team succubus wood elves as well got a lot of votes uh there was some uh some really good some really good teams now, and some Fanath uh, Elven Union team as well. Their team landed. Oh, they did a really interesting. They didn't bother with Kickstarter. They were just like, "Here, we made a team. Would you like it? You can have it Thursday." Um, which is kind of something oh. I absolutely love about Fanath. Is they're like, "We're not going to bother with PR. We're just going to be like, made this. <laughs> Do you want it? <laughs> Sixty quid. It's yours. I'll have it to you yesterday." Absolutely Very wonderful good. job for Fanath too. Which brings us to the best team, STL, here, guys. What are your thoughts? Oh, this is going to be a tough one, I think. I, I think I'd be it, but I couldn't remember if it actually is in this year. I think it is just 29 about... 29 different suggestions for this one. Wow. What's okay. your favourite, then, Ben? Mine was the Brute Fun Lizardman team. Yeah, I can't remember if that good. was January last year, or if it was just before. That was uh... this year. Well, as in 2022. I did yeah. a print to pitch for it this year, I think in February time. 
It's been a long okay. year. Yeah, I think <laughs> you has, gave, yeah. gave me some of those skinks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I actually printed and painted an entire team so we could do our live stream with them. Yeah. Not a bad team. Um, all right, let's let's go to the top three of this here. The third place was the Ugni human team. Now, this only recently dropped. Okay. Actually, that's not fair. I think it was October, but it feels recent. And I actually really love this suggestion because Ugni are doing some great work. They've got he's got this unique style. And it's odd to see. Like, there's just something a bit jarring about it. But the models are really lovely. Um, and painted up, these guys look really sharp. I don't think he's got any uh, models, but they've they've nailed... This is just awesome. I think they probably the halfling guy made it. It's just a really sporty Blood Bowl team, which there's kind mm. of a market for. There's kind of a gap in the... In the like, there's loads of, like, fully armoured dudes. Fully armoured dudes. These guys are just sports dudes with spikes in the style of Griff. Uh, so the Ugly Team STR one got it in there, and I think uh, it's a great suggestion. It's really good. It's, it's how I picture them. Like, if you if you were like in the universe and they were playing, yeah. without all like the sort of like over design of like tabletop miniatures, this is like how I picture an actual, actual Blood Bowl team. Yeah. 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 yeah this is really good. Yeah. It's a good, good kit, good set. Uh, the second place went to the Punga Night Goblin mm. team. Yeah, these were good. These were really good. Absolutely. Definitely deserves to be in the top three. I mean, well-executed sculpts. I am going to deduct a little bit from them because although they've done a brilliant job, the reason they're so great is because they are just Night Goblins. <laughs> Like, they just took Night Goblins and made them a Blood Bowl team, which was always going to be a massive win. Yeah, everyone liked that. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I love it. I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, And this was just absolutely gagging to be done for, you know, forever. Uh, Yeah. I thought this team was brilliant. Um, It's Punga. So, STL-wise, obviously, it going in three different batches is a bit tricky. Um, But, I I mean... Ian Warhanam Hannam made me print him a team of this. Uh, which, Ooh. you know, because it's just a gorgeous little team. I'll be on his channel soon. Maybe, maybe not. He tends to move on to the next project very, very quickly. Uh, <laughs> which, to be fair, I can't really chastise him for. Yeah, uh, don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys oh. were not wrong uh, with nearly twice as many votes as the Punga team. It was the brute fun lizard man team which i mean brute fun landed the black orc team and the black orc team was great but then he dropped this lizard team at the beginning of the year and it's it's just it's just perfect it really is and he's going back and he's he's been tweaking some of the star players as well just sort of oh, really making the star player sculpts a little bit bolder a little bit more refined uh, with different heads and stuff. But the fact that this team came with nine different skinks, two different comedian skinks, all of them have different sculpts with headdresses and face guards and stuff is just wicked. Isn't it wild that we're considering this as like one of his earlier teams and it was like this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, ma- that man gets through so many sculpts. 
It's like every other day there's a new one, isn't there? It's oh, he's, he's always sending me a message. He's like, oh, yeah, done this, Skaven. Uh, I saw a yeah. nice, a cool, a cool gutter runner with a robot leg. I was like, oh, this is wicked. You're going to be able to get some metal and some grime on this. But this lizard team was awesome, and I loved painting it up. It took contrast. Fantastic. Well, it wasn't contrast. It was army painter speed paint. Just absolutely awesome. This Croxagore, I've painted three of one for that team, two for the the beasts, uh, the College of Beasts team, and uh, I mean I've printed about fifty of his new star player Croxagor because that's just a beautiful model. Uh, I mean, it's just an excellent, excellent team. I I love it. I mean, Ben, I know you want to work your way through the brute fun. Uh, I do. I this catalog. is this is the first the first brute fun team I want to do. Um, once I finally start bashing down the backlog, I can justify printing it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I love it, and I don't know. Maybe I'll run this for the Jungle Bowl actually, as it's yeah painted. You got one, yeah, and it would it would kind of thematically work, uh, thematically work, not thematically. That seemed a bit of an over exaggeration. Okay, so that wraps up the STL top team, which deservedly goes to Lizards. The third-party physical team goes to Snoo Snoog and Norse take it for the best team. This then goes on to the best Games Workshop non-miniature release. Now, the most entertaining point of this award will be you guys trying to think about what was actually released this year. Uh, um, we had uh, Dungeon Ball... Uh, no... Non-miniature. I guess the Almanac. Well, yeah, Dungeon Ball counts. Does Dungeon Ball count? That'll count. That's non-miniature. That's a game. I'm going Dungeon Ball. <laughs> you mean the 2021 Dungeon Ball release? No, no, no the second no. one. The expansion, <laughs> right? It wasn't last year, was it? Dungeon Ball the... 2. Deathmatch. That's yeah, let's go with that one. Whatever. We haven't played it. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, I could actually... did, did, did Death Zone come out in 2022? No, that's 2021. No. I know, right? This is hard. Okay, the Almanac. Dice. No, dice. Just like whatever dice came out. That's (laughs) just whatever was best. All of the dice. Just in a pile together. A lot of suggestions for dice. Uh, And Norse pitch was also a good one there as well. Uh, The Amazon pitch. Um, Hours of Where's the Gobby Fun. Have you guys found him yet? If you remember, Ben, when we did the live stream, we spent about... 20 minutes at the end of the game trying to find the goblin on the pitch oh yeah no we didn't find him yet but uh with a a landslide votes it was the 2022 almanac took Mm. the place deathmatch was there as well and the honorable third place goes to multiple people saying the november faq landing in occupied square update and the fact it's searchable which i actually highlighted blue because i was like to be fair that deserves the honorable win i think i think the that win is, really funny. is the faq becoming an actual searchable pdf uh I, I think we gotta give it to games workshop for that but the almanac was good it was not as creative or as special as the death zone book i was a bit surprised we didn't see a death zone this year um but yeah the almanac it wasn't really anything good in it so dude it dropped ripper right ripper came back this was yeah. always going to be like Ripper's like the rock of Blood Bowl. Like everybody loves him. Mums, wives, <laughs> little brothers, everybody loves the rock. And everybody loves Ripper just as much. Yeah, I yeah. agree. 
And this was a really good fun one as well, which was the uh, the open category for Blood Bowl Accessory. So there's a ton of suggestions for this one. He scrolls down the page. Uh, so, what do you reckon? Surely it's just dice, right? Like, oh, what, what else was there? No, Charlie Milter. Victor. Oh, as in like anywhere. anything? Oh, anywhere. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Crikey. Okay, so I'm yeah, going to go Victor cases or the skill yeah. rings. In fact, I'm, I'm going to go, go with skill the... rings. I'm going to go with the Charlie Victor case. I'm going to go with that carry case. The yeah. the XL. <laughs> you got the top two immediately, guys. Uh, it was the carry case uh, by a uh, by a pretty chunky margin, actually. And um, I mean, I use this all the time now. I take it everywhere with me. I've got two teams: Enjoyment League, Standard Wobble League, both in the, there. I got my sevens pitch, my elevens pitch, the rule book, all my dice my weather cards in that bag and that's it and tiff keeps on at me because she's like ben this is way better than your actual laptop case like your blood bowl team is worth 50 quid your laptop is worth 1500 quid why like what are you doing and um we were at club and the bloke was like that's a nice case and i was like yeah it's nicer than my laptop case there's like this like basically tote bag remains looking after my alienware but my skaven team thick skull you can shoot me and i wouldn't die if i had this on me <laughs> beautiful piece of work really good i think ultimately any carry case is just super useful the doc miniature ones are brilliant yeah. uh titan tyrant tabletop tyrant brilliant but, my one. but this very, very good this is the elite of carrying cases so definitely deserve to win that one and the kind of second place was the uh the skill bands and ball carrier token from charlie victor mm. um lots of votes for that i mean the skill bands are brilliant they worked brilliantly for seven super series and i use them exclusively in league now they're just really really useful uh and there was a nice third place that i was really really happy with Oh, uh, we got a lot of votes for the dungeon bowl chest tokens. To be fair, you know what? These are that's, bloody great. <laughs> that's well deserved because like, yeah. I don't think there's anything that's quite as like robust or useful as those in terms of replacing the original dungeon bowl boxes. You Ben have had many good ideas. This is one of your best. Yeah, <laughs> this one's like <laughs> when you produce these, I'm just like, this is brilliant I've had a I, lot like, of bad ideas as well which is nice <laughs> i i loved when we did dorset dungeon bowl and we're handing out the tokens and people were like what are these and then when they realized what they were they were like this is amazing it's like like <laughs> the joy um <laughs> so good i i hope i hope that the the next dungeon bowl thing that i've i've ordered goes down as well it's not quite as exciting but this was uh, I'm I'm excited for it coming in a couple of weeks. I'm hoping that okay. we can get them all sorted for when we start filming the next season. Um, but yeah, this was just an absolute no brainer for me. And I'm really glad that it's gone down well. We are out of stock, but we've got a 800 token order on the way. So I'm wow. excited for that because they're That's really good. good. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we had them out for every pitch at the tournament. It was just the, the easiest way to do it. Um, and it was the right way to do it, I think. So, yeah, really pleased that people voted for that. Uh, so that is everything with the exception of the final categories.
which I'm not going to go through one by one to the extent that we have, uh, but it's, this is the Bonehead Podcast highlights section that uh, we just couldn't couldn't resist. Couldn't resist getting some bits out there to everyone. So, uh, guys, best, pod, best Bonehead Podcast tournament. You can go with your personal favourite, or you can go with the guess of what you think got the most votes. I'm going to go with Dungeon Bowl. Mm. Is that your favourite or your guess? Both. Ah, okay. MB? Do, do, we, do we stream Dungeon Bowl? No. No, we will be this year. So, you know, I'm going to go with SCA. It was Bonehead Bowl. Oh, really? Bonehead Bowl got the most votes. Uh, and to be fair, we streamed it. It was mixed teams. It mm. was it was a pretty special thing, but this very was, smooth. This was really nice. We had some great nominations and some great like just comments about it, like uh, Dungeon Bowl, which feels like a really long time ago now. Right, was was epic. Like it was epic. We did something really different. Everyone had a really good time, and it was it was just something really special. And it was the birth of the TV, which I think uh, <laughs> massively helped. You know, and then. You guys ran the summer tournament, which was awesome. Then we did SCA, which was again another notch up, and we we did the, some stuff there. And then Bonehead Bowl was a really nice, like chilled out forty player tournament at the end of the year at a great location with mixed teams. Um, and you know, I can't miss out Beachhead as well, where we stayed in the haunted hotel <laughs> with the fire alarm. <laughs> Got yeah. lost on the way to the noodle shop. Um, <laughs> we've had a great year. We had an absolutely brilliant year of tournaments. And, you know, they all got votes. They all got votes. And I'm not surprised. They all That's got votes. Good. They all got great comments. Uh, and that was really, really, really wicked. Oh, man, I didn't do the... What is going on? Did I not do the thing? I didn't do the thing. Oh, well, we won't bother with the thing then. We'll just go home. Bye, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> to the homepage. To the homepage. I could turn studio <laughs> mode off now. There we go. So that was the top tournament. Uh, this one's going to be a really interesting one. And we got a ton of a ton of like a ton of comments for this which was awesome and i really enjoyed um reading through i'm not sure if i even shared i'm sure i shared the document with you guys for this but if not i'll put them in a word document uh best bonehead podcast episode or highlight this is a an open question to you guys what was your favorite or what do you think people's favorite will be this is tough because i think we did a lot of cool stuff i do know my favourite was the Lizards v Amazons game against Trips. I am not going to bury the lead. It, there, that was the favourite. That was the favourite. We had so oh, wow. many suggestions. Yeah. That was the one I picked out as being probably mentioned the most. Um, but literally, people were like, uh, episode 97, running leagues is really useful. 92, the star player power rankings. Mm. Sevens team breakdowns. The Bonies, Bonehead Championship, semi-final two, Nobility versus Wood Elves. Uh, a Dungeon Bowl Championship final, can't decide, sorry. Tournament live streams, all of it, but possibly the tournament live streams. Amazon versus Lisbon live stream, especially the dual commentary of Trips and Ben. Um, uh, Ben's chat about tilting during that Blood Bowl 3 match. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, it was fun to reread that comment because I was like, oh yeah, geez, that was, uh, that was a tough. Episode 87, the Beachhead Tournament Weekend Special Dungeon Bowl final, but... Uh, it was Amazons versus Lizardman. The live match was mentioned loads of time. Uh, probably the second one that was mentioned 
was Ben's birthday seven stream. I had such oh, a laugh with everyone in the chat. Thing. And my suggestion of an updated star player ranking becoming an entire episode of the podcast was great. Um, that was that was mentioned a good few times as well. Uh, not sure of the episode, but the Bona Championship where the Rat Ogre killed his own player, kick skill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Killed Rat McAfee. And later his opponent ate a troll as well. Great game. Properly Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Uh, Blood Tithe Ben not knowing the show notes were a living document. Uh <laughs> It's a lot uh, uh yeah so i mean it was great but yeah i think the 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 casual match was just was great fun um yeah that was that. so much fun i really want to do more of that yeah because that was just same. such a good time same yeah it's so good and we got we got some we got a good camera setup now as well yeah uh, where it could become quite easy so uh i think it's just really good every time we kind of do a thing we then go and do something slightly different or slightly better like if you think about our birthday sevens like the birthday seven stream we did ben that was two iphones yeah <laughs> and the top one was a slightly different color and it really triggered everybody oh yeah yeah i do remember that <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say mostly me but maybe milton even more um it made no why sense why is it yellow why are you green like why aren't you green <laughs> yeah that one really upset me it was a good laugh though uh um, oh black forest gato that was a good cake um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we bust out the set that was a good chill one and then we moved on and we picked up a ptz cam and then we i think yeah because we did the sevens mini test tournament didn't we with a overhead iphone plus one ptz cam we got the second yep. one for the double match the amazon match that's when we had rick right yeah rick came along yeah has played as well that was wicked and we like alternated the commentary yeah that was good fun that was yeah, really i enjoyed that as well. well yeah um and now you know we've, we've got i think a really nice camera set up and we're going to go back and do another series of dungeon ball with 3d pitches better cameras i'm just i'm just really 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 excited but yeah anyway my point is we do different things and we grow each and every time and now we're going to try and do uh see how we can do a four player game <laughs> with two cameras uh which is good because I, I ran out of slots to put the ptz cameras in, in my uh my uh, my laptop which is sad <laughs> as if i put it in a hub it just forces a blue screen of death um i'm, I'm not sure why <laughs> I'm 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 over this that game. I'm taking the train so that I can have drinks either before or after, whichever is more chaotic. Put a bruise Ben, and just sneak some beers in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm super looking forward to next weekend. Uh, and uh, there was one last one that we did put up there, which was uh, best bono podcast YouTube series. Uh, what do you reckon people voted for? Uh uh, seven super series are. I'd say seven super series. And what would you have voted for? Ooh, I think I voted for seven super series. <laughs> See, I had a I had a lot of fun with Dungeon Bowl, but I know we had technical issues. Oh, the audio which plagued it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'd say seven, super seven super series did win. Bona Championship was not far behind, um, but yeah, seven super series. I think, and if you just think about how we've been doing the seven super series from the point you and I started filming Milton um, to where we ended up, like oh yeah, the tech and audio, I think we got uh, much, much, much better, which was quite a low bar, um, but still super important. And that's down to you guys just being like, we need to sort the audio out, we need to sort it out. Uh, and then we did a little thing, space for your name, message, or shout out. So we had a bunch of great stuff, um, and just. Yeah, some really lovely comments. Uh, Gronlark, been to Dorset Dungeon Bowl in 2022. Uh, 
Oh, McSnagger won't be making it to Beachhead. Triple book the weekend. That's just, it was awesome. It was really good fun. And that does, in fact, wrap up the bonies for 2022. <clears throat> nice. Good. I couldn't I'm believe how much blood yeah. stuff had gone out this year i know a lot <clears throat> it's like because yeah. the pandemic finished and well finished and we all like just went ham on all the stuff we'd missed out on i think and i think yeah it was just great to do it again i'm excited for this year i think this year's going to be awesome especially with the podcast with the, the improvements we've made the tech um to like filming games and stuff i think that's going to be really big and i'm super hyped I can't wait to get in on this, some of these tournaments. I think it's yes. going to be really good. That's mm. it. Like we got, we got a bunch organised already, right? Like we've got our yeah. tournaments, which is great fun. We're going up to Warhammer World to play sevens. Like that's just awesome. I never would have, I never would have considered that being a possibility, like at all. Just not without just rocking up, but having a little. I mean, I don't know how popular it's going to be. Hopefully, there'll be a good like twenty or thirty people. That'd be wicked. It is in the middle of the it week. Just be us three. It might just be us, yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. But like, that's wicked. And um, yeah, if we got this one in Portsmouth on the go, I think that sounds like a great little day out as well. Yeah. Yep. Two days for my birthday as well, and then the day after that, I'm going back to Portsmouth by forty k crusade, like round robin with some friends. <laughs> nice. And then it's my birthday. It's going to be and great. Then it's a beachhead weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah, the one after that. Yeah. You really need to book the hotels for that. You need to sort that out. But no, right, guys, I think we've covered everything. Anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up? All right. Yeah. Fantastic. It's next year. If you're coming to Beachhead, get your rosters in. If you're not coming to Beachhead, come to Beachhead. Then get your rosters in uh, because it's going to be great fun. And I'm super looking forward to it. But yes, Milton, Ben, thank you very much for jumping on and chatting some Blood Bowl for four days. Um, always good to be here <laughs> fantastic right guys we're going to wrap up thank you very much for joining us we'll be back soon with more blah content happy blocking